I am a writer, a doctor, a nuclear physicist, and a theoretical philosopher. But above all, I am a man. A hopelessly inquisitive man, just like you. I'm Austin Johnson. I'm Connor Izagari. And this is Filmgasm. we continue our top 10 films of the 2010s project uh with mine number two the master written and directed by paul thomas anderson uh, we've got adam back with us as we get to the finish line of this project pretty soon uh adam of course it's always good to have you have you on here with this project uh we We've we've been doing this now for a few months, and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, yeah. We got the ma- yeah. we got the master today, next week social network, and then the last one will be Whiplash. So super exciting stuff, and uh, I know you have a deep adoration for Paul Thomas Anderson, just like Connor and I do. So it feels right to just keep keep having you on all these. Yeah, yeah, very happy to be back. Um, it's been uh, this is the first time we've done with the three of us in it in a little while. Um, I feel yeah, like we- Moonlight Moonlight was the last one, yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, we did that. Yeah, I guess we did Moonlight. But before that, we had a couple where we didn't uh, have the three of us on. So, um, yeah, no, really excited to be back here. This is going to be, yeah, the the little character hall of fame that we're about to do here is going to be a lot of fun. And then obviously, this is this is a movie with a lot of talking points. So, very excited to talk about this one. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the character hall of fame. That is definitely the meat of the episode here. Uh, we're going to chronologically go through all of PTA's films. And uh, I'm going to kind of, like, go back and forth between you guys um you know going through each movie hard eight all the way to licorice pizza you guys are gonna you know present what you think are some characters that are some of the very best that pta has ever put to screen so that'll be a lot of fun we're gonna have a total of 20 of those uh so i'm very excited to do that nine movies 20 characters but connor i want to throw it to you uh you know you and i did the master on oscar sunday uh probably a year and a half ago and uh, I know this movie has like slowly just grown on you. So where are you at with it now? It's a masterpiece. It's a delightful critique and skewering of Scientology in a very smart way that doesn't alienate people and continuously makes you think. And it's also, you know, when you consider it to be Philip Seymour Hoffman's final Oscar nominated performance before his his passing, it's a hell of a swan song. It's really it, it, the character of Lancaster Dodd is such an interesting villain. It's mm. he's, he's only a villain. If you let him be a villain, there's very, I, I've never seen a, a character like this before where he's just like, he's just an idiot guy who thinks he sounds smart, but he's managed to find a whole bunch of sheep who think he's a genius. It sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Every time I watch this movie, I I come away thinking like that was hilarious or that was terrifying or that was dramatic. It's really like it's it's a crapshoot. Every time you watch it, you're like it's it really is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm totally obsessed with it. Uh, when, when we did the master, uh, I I, I kind of like, I was hosting and I just let you basically rank all of his movies. And I, I'm going to run those run through those real quick just to see kind of where you're at. So okay. you you kind of you kind of uh, had Phantom Thread and a Heart Eight just kind of like at the back, like nine, eight, eight, nine, kind of like these last two. But you 
he still had good things to say about him. After that was Licorice Pizza, I want to say, or Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice, I think, was was at the back too. But at that point, I think you'd only seen it once, and you were like, ah. Uh, and then you watch it again, and now you're like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> uh, and then you had Licorice Pizza six. Magnolia was five. The Master was four. Punch Drunk Love was three. There Will Be Blood was two, and Boogie Nights was one. Do you still feel the same way? That's pretty. Uh, that's 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 pretty on point. Uh, I would put Inherent Vice further back if I could. I would pretty much bury it alive in the desert. <laughs> um, but the rest of those movies are, uh, yeah. I, th- I think he's he's got a hell of a track record. Everything in there I pretty much like. Um, and yeah, I don't think my thoughts have really changed that much. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Boogie Nights, you, you've st- you stood by that one. The, the, the funniest thing you said was uh, when you got down to the top two, I was like, man, which one is he going to choose for one? You know, Blood and, and, blood and Boogie. And uh, you were like, there will be Blood, number two. I guess I love porn. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great line. You know, porn and oil is what I'm all about when it comes to Paul Thomas Anderson, and I I, I will maintain that. I am nothing if not consistent. <laughs> but above all, I am a man. <laughs> uh a man obsessed with with simple things. Yeah. You give you me know? a na- you give me a naked Heather Graham on roller skates, I'm gonna love your movie. I'm I I'm, 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 <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm a simple man. The, yeah, roller roller girl who could be showing up in the Hall of Fame. You never know. Uh great character. Uh, Adam, um, I know, I know you, you love this guy. You're, you're like a huge fan. You've, you've seen pretty much everything, right? That he's done. So yep. I would, yeah. So, yep. you know, you're, you, you know, I think you're a, I think you're also a blood and boogie guy, right? Like those are your top two. Yeah. Yeah. So I had not seen heart eight until about three days ago. Um, and then, and then watched it and really, really liked it. Yeah. It was the only one I'd, I'd missed so far. Magnolia. The first time I tried to watch it, I, it was like, it was a dumb I was not in, in the mood for. I was I was not prepared for it. So I went back and watched that as well uh, in the last few days and um, got kind of a renewed appreciation for that. Uh, but no, I, I like Tardate a lot. But yeah, it's it's hard to go beyond um, There Will Be Blood and Boogie Nights as, as my two favorites. Uh, I mean, for very different reasons, obviously. It's like one, it shows both sides of him, right? It's like that, that it's like the, 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 the breadth of his like talent is, is, is kind of, like I mean, and the casts are so different too. It's like and, and like working with oh, yeah. working with a Daniel Day Lewis and then working with a Luis Guzman. You know, it's like it's just those are very different yeah. um, tasks, and he's able to pull them off both really well. And so now I think he's incredibly talented. He's very funny. Uh, these movies are funny. I like listening to him in interviews. He's just like this kind of like just kind of normal dude. Um, and obviously, he's married to one of the funniest women alive. So pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Has a has a whole whole heap of children with with Maya. Yeah, yeah. He's the man. You know, totally obsessed. So this is gonna be. This is going to be really cool. Uh, and, you know, you're just talking about Heart 8, so that's the movie we're going to start with. Uh, 1996, this is PTA's debut. He was, like, 25 years old when this came out. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous uh, to me. This is... Uh, this, along with Punch Drunk Love, those are his two shortest films. I want to say this one's, like, an hour and 40, and Punch Drunk's about an hour 35. So if you do... If you're you're pressed on time, those are, like, the ones that are easy to watch, you know? Uh, if you're just got, like, a, you know quick little bit you want to you want to throw some pta on those are the those are the easiest ones uh but i I love this movie and i think there's an argument for for some people in in, uh heart eight to make the hall of fame but um i assume you guys both both agree that sydney should be there yeah no question yeah 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 sydney philip baker hall uh one of one of pta's muses like very obviously like brings him back for a lot of stuff rest in peace philip baker hall the man Yeah. yeah um definitely 
cool, cool stuff. Like uh, obviously PTA is obsessed with Robert Altman and one of Philip Baker Hall's best performances in an, is in an Altman movie, secret honor. Really, really cool movie. Um, I think it's on Criterion or, or H or max uh, at the moment. So definitely, definitely watch that. Philip Baker Hall is the man and Sydney is uh, a, a character he wrote for him. So, so I, I love, I love this movie. Uh, is there anybody else that you guys would um, like to shout out at least to like an honorable mention or, or, uh, or a spot in the hall? Yeah, I, th- I think, I think Gwyneth Paltrow's Clementine is there's at least like a, like, do we want to do this in that kind of like the, either like, you know, green, yellow or red, like fashion, like if we want to kind of throw people out. Yeah. Need- yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Back burners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We need 20. Right. Cause I put, I put Gwyneth as a yellow, you know, for now it's like, okay, if we need, you know, um that later whereas i think philip baker hall is like no question uh sydney that that's that character's in for sure yeah connor um i wouldn't throw him in the in the hall but i do just love any chance john c Riley gets to stretch his dramatic chops because I, I feel like he's never like even today people still kind of forget that he can do that and oh, yeah. his chemistry with hall is just great i love the the mentor mentee relationship in the in the gambling world and how yeah. little you actually know about Sydney just amplifies his mystique, and it's just a great buddy movie. It is, yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, John C. We're we're seeing John C. Riley uh, with some of the dramatic chops on Winning Time right now. If anybody is watching that, uh, playing Dr. Jerry Buss, the owner of the Lakers, he is awesome in that show. Like really, really good. Yeah, John C. John C. Rules. Uh, always been one of my favorites, and even if it is, you know, even if it is a. Uh, Talladega Nights or Step Brothers, you know, his stick with Will Ferrell is, is awesome. Uh, or, or, or yeah, or like Officer, J- Officer Jim Curring in uh, fucking Magnolia, where you're just like, he like breaks your heart. Like, yeah, he's, he's just amazing. And he gets to do a little bit of both, I think. And, you know, you shout out Winning Time. He gets to show both sides of like his witty, comical side, but also like, you know, kind of turn on that dramatic side. And same with Heart Eight. You know, Heart Eight has moments of him like, you know, he's freaking out, he's pleading, you know, that, that crazy scene in the hotel room, uh, or, or, you know, like when he's just kind of playing games and hanging out with, hanging out with Samuel Jackson's Jimmy, who I would shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think he's awesome. That movie, uh, really cool. Just God, Samuel Jackson, the shit he got to do in the nineties is so fucking crazy, you know, uh, for, you know, obviously like the Pulp Fictions and, you know, Jackie Browns and something like this, like, for like Jurassic Park to be the one you forget about is is crazy, <laughs> you know. It's like it's so wild <laughs> the shit he got to do. Uh, but my favorite part of Heart Eight is, of course, the 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 great the greatest actor in my in my opinion, greatest actor supporting character actor of all times, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, the scene of him in Heart Eight is unbelievable. Uh, you you quickly see a love story happening between PSH and PTA right there. You know uh, when he's playing playing craps uh that's where we get the term hard eight is you roll two fours and uh he's you know smoking the cigarette or he's lighting the cigarette come on old timer <laughs> come on old timer i know you know what this means you know he's i'm gonna light this cigarette you know, he's just losing his mind it's like a few minutes but you're like that guy I, i'm not gonna forget that guy you know and uh eta didn't forget him either ah no he gave Hoffman's like the best shit to work with. Just oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it, it was so it, it, so many times. It was such a narrow, narrow lane. You know, um, movie we're about to talk about next, where we can go ahead and segue into that is Boogie Nights, uh, nineteen ninety seven. The character of Scotty J, who I would say might have a spot here. He's not on. He's not on the screen very often, 
But when he's there, it's just like it's so so committed and so ridiculous. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> everything everything he does you know the way he wants to just impress Dirk the whole time and uh you kind of get that 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 initial shot of him like when he first sees when he first sees Eddie Adams at the at the at at Jack's house like diving off the diving board and it's like oh man like he's obsessed with this guy and uh every chance he gets he's just really good you know in Magnolia he's definitely a supporting member and just does his job as, as Phil Parma he, he just kept doing that. And finally in the master, he's like, all right, like now it's your time to pretty much take over the movie. So I love, I love their relationship. I love the way they work. You know, um, he's definitely to me the most valuable actor of, of Paul Thomas Anderson's career. So yeah, Scotty J gets a shout out right away, but, but obviously, you know, Dirk Diggler, right. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Jack fucking Burt Reynolds. Like those two jump out right away. Julian Moore, Amber waves jumps out right away. Connor, I know you have a soft spot for Reed Rothschild, John C. Riley again, uh, and and uh, I think I think Ray Had Jackson should get a get a shout out. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean Buck Swope, Dodge. I mean th- this Buck, is the yeah that's going to have the most people in it for sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess Adam, let's start with you. Who like in your greens? You're like for sure's like these guys got to be in. Uh, D- Dirk and Jack for sure. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk. I mean, yeah, Mark Wahlberg's finest hour. Like he's just never return to anything as crazy as an audacious as this yeah i think i think those two no doubt about it i've got i've got to be in connor uh well here's the thing do we count dirk diggler's monster hog as its own character <laughs> no um uh, <laughs> anyway everyone's, um, got, everyone's got a gift <laughs> um i definitely love burt reynolds as just like you know the sleazy gold star porn director. It was so was such perfect casting. Um, I got to give it to Roller Girl. I mean, not just because yeah. she's hot as hell, but because the yeah, character yeah. is so it's fascinating. A great character, great character. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I have no problem putting that in, putting her in. No problem. Okay, Roller Girl. So that's our third one. Amber Waves. Come on, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah Amber yeah, Waves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amber Waves is like what a great name. <laughs> It's a great, it's a great name, and her her story, like her her character arc, is like so devastating. Uh, and Julianne Moore uh, was already was already like around, you know, like people knew who she was, but this is definitely a coming out party. Like, holy hell, who is that? And she returns for Magnolia, and she's great in that too. But yeah, Amber Waves is like an all time character. So Amber and Roller Girl. Can I interest anybody in Little Bill? I, I have Little Bill down for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, my other two that I have down, so I have Don Cheadle, which, you know, is Buck Swope. And I also have Maurice, Luis Guzman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. Like, there's literally 15 people uh, yeah. in this movie that are that are all great. Um, I, mean, I, I, think Becky, I think Becky Barnett yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. Becky Barnett, yeah. But for, for the sake of making sure we don't, you know, lose all <laughs> of our spots right away. Um, let's go. Uh, my next would be Little Bill. Uh, he'd be fifth. Yeah, yeah. Todd Parker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, no, little Bill is so. I funny. love little Bill. Yeah, little Bill is great. Um, okay, so definitely Dirk, Jack, Roller Girl, Amber Waves, and then join the little Bill born or yellow. Yeah, I, I mean we can go read. I mean Reed Rothschild. Like people say, yeah. I look like Han Solo. Yeah, like like he <laughs> like he he's yeah he's yellow. Um, okay. Becky Barnett yellow. Little Bill yellow. Buck Swope yellow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Be- Becky Barnett. I mean, a- anyone, anyone who's shows up in this movie is just fucking lights out. 
So, uh, yeah. Uh, See, so yeah, let's go with those four. Okay. Amber, Roller Girl, Jack, Dirk, um, for, okay. for, for sure. Amber Waves. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love Jillian Moore so much. Uh, she's great. I love the scene when uh, Roller Girl and, and Amber Waves are like doing cocaine together. Like, are you my mom? <laughs> yes. They've just completely lost their mind. It's really sad, but it's also funny. That's like PTA's best trait is like how sad this is, but there's just comedy riddled throughout. Uh, all right. I mean, if y'all are ready to move on, is there anybody? Rayhead. I mean, I love Rayhead. He's my, that's my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, but, yeah, he's awesome. he's just barely in it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the only downside. Yeah. It's I, tough. I, when we come back around, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push for Rayhead. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, I believe when we did Boogie Nights long time ago, Connor, we both picked that scene for our favorite scene of the movie. Uh, <laughs> It's hard not to. It's a perfect scene. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and the, so the reason I, I yelled told Todd Parker, that's Thomas Jane's character, when he's like, I'm going to go in the fucking safe and I'm going to get the fucking money. <laughs> he just like <laughs> completely lost it. John C. realizes, no, oh, man, we got to get out of here. <laughs> well, we keep we, we keep saying that scene, I mean, for people who don't know, like, and like Ray had, like, that's Alfred Molina's character who there is. Like, yeah. There's the kid that's like throwing those little like firecracker things like the entire yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cosmo he's Chinese. Yeah. yeah 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 so it's like that yeah that's the scene we're talking about here Sister Sister christian. Yeah. christian just yeah, like Sister christian. oh yeah. my god it's i, I wish just, that i had jesse's girl the, the, that, both of those songs playing during that 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 run is is incredible i just assume anyone who's listening to a podcast titled the master and pta character draft has fucking seen boogie nights yeah i know i just like you never know there's there's a couple out there that are probably like oh these guys are just like yeah what the hell are they talking about right now but i i love i love uh ricky J. he's hilarious as kurt yeah. long john <laughs> he's kurt. so good i love the scene in the like the driveway when little bill's wife is just getting getting railed yeah yeah <laughs> I love his yeah, his dialogue in a cock. right there. Yeah, his dialogue fuck up. I love that. Yeah, the thing. Uh, Perfect. And Ricky J is just like, look, man, it's no big deal. We can edit it tomorrow. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah. Like, Sorry, I can't focus on the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, incredible, incredible stuff. Boogie Nights clearly is a favorite around here. Um, let's 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 move on. Yeah. <laughs> before yeah. we before the before the episode becomes a Boogie Nights episode, uh, Magnolia, uh. I, I'll, the only guy I'm going to say 100% has got to be yours, Frank T.J. Mackey. So uh, yeah, uh, I'll let you all take that one. I, too, respect the cock, Frank T.J. Mackey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is this? Yes. Uh, <laughs> aside, aside from the obvious, like, Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood, is this, like, the most, like, impressive thing anybody's ever done in, in, a, in a PTA movie? And from a performance standpoint? Ooh. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. I mean, I mean, the master has a couple. There, yeah, but, there's yeah. three that are yeah. like, you know, lights yeah. out. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really going to eclipse Daniel Plainview. I mean, that's no, incredible. No. Um, no. But I think for Tom Cruise personally, this is his finest hour as a performer. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd say so for sure. Like, I have no doubts about that. I, I think he's. He's on a different planet. He was on a different planet in 1999. Like who, who in their right mind is going to be in eyes wide shut Magnolia in the same year? You know, I saw a um, Tom Cruise <laughs> today. Actually, I saw an Instagram post from I think it was 1999. It was an Entertainment Weekly cover of the Three Kings of Hollywood, and it was Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, like mm, standing uh, there yeah. like together in black t-shirts, and it was so weird because the three of them have 
fuck all in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Box office Titans. And it was just like, yeah, it was, it was surreal. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a cool one. I, I like that. I, I would love to have... the, he had the Frank TJ Mackey haircut. Oh, yes. Oh, of course. Same haircut, same haircut that Edward Norton has in uh, Knives Out, the second one, Glass yeah. Onion. Uh, okay. Um, for, for me, after that, Quiz Kid Donnie Smith is is unbelievable. And and Jimmy Gator, Philip Baker Hall's character. Oh, you know, with it, as maybes? I, yeah, I mean, I don't know where you guys are at. I love Phil Parma. Uh, uh, I want. I think J- Jason Robards is fucking crazy good in yeah, this, he and he's like he's like dying. Uh, yeah. I don't know, Connor. Uh, Quiz Kid and and Parma and Gator, I think, all should be there. They're all they're was, all they're all sure things for me. Okay, oh, sure things. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. All right. I, I mean, I love to hear that. The, okay. So remember, we only have twenty spots. I, we, we, we I have, I'm I'm good. I know I I know where I'm going. Okay. We have we have six filled at the moment. Well, all right. And we're that's on, just we're my on the thought. Third. We have to put them on the list definitively right now, but that's just what I. Okay. How, I'll ask you this: you you named Quiz Kid, Jimmy, and and who else was yeah. that it? Phil. And Phil, who of those three is like is in? Uh, who's the first? Who's your first pick of those three? Probably Gator, just because he's such a yep a f- uncomfortable fucking character and just a very difficult character to write and perform, but. Anderson and Hall fucking nailed it. Yeah, I'm 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 in the same boat. We you know we may be through with the past, but the past ain't through with us. And for that line alone, goddamn, I have I've thought that so many fucking times since I saw yeah. the three. It's, Jesus, uh, Adam, do you have a preference of those three? Quiz Kid, no. Jimmy. No, okay. Uh, how about how about uh he's not gonna make it, but how about Michael Bowen as the dickhead Rick Specter? <laughs> St- Stanley Stanley's dad is just a piece of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, yeah, that guy is so annoying. Yeah, there's a couple kind of like, oh yeah, you know, like yeah, like like. Oh people, yeah, I mean yeah. the random, the really brief uh, Patton Oswalt, you know. Yep. <laughs> appearance. Thomas yeah. Jane, Thomas Jane yeah. at the beginning, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a. Yeah, this is a. If you go on the IMDb, it's fucking schizophrenic for a lot of his movies because there's so many people that show up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Melora Walters is really, really good in Magnolia as well. Yeah. Uh, totally, totally like out of her mind. Um, okay, so am I making am I making Gator green? Yeah, Frank okay. Frank T J Mackey and Gator green. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, All right, and now cool. and now we can move on to Punch Drunk Love two thousand two. Obviously, the Sandman is going to be in this. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody else? Dean Trimbell. <laughs> yes, that's. I'd say that's that mattress man. <laughs> <laughs> shut, yeah. Shut, 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 shut. <laughs> God damn. I there's an argument to be made for this being maybe my favorite Phil Seymour Hoffman performance. Like it's just so sleazy <laughs> and hilarious and perfect. <laughs> did 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 you just tell me to go fuck myself? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's such a good scene. Uh he's holding the phone. <laughs> he goes from Los Angeles to Utah. <laughs> he's just, Still holding the phone. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I, I love Punch Drunk Love. I think those two are. are what about Emily Watson? Definitely. Uh, so I don't really know this color code system. Nobody explained that to me. So Gr- green, green is in. Yellow is maybe. Red is like nah, nah. Okay, she's a yellow then. I I, I agree with that. Adam, you in the same boat or? Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't speak as much on this one. I just haven't seen this in so long that I like I don't I don't want to like 
Yeah, I mean Sandler for sure. But then like I, I think I, I'll let y'all kind of like decide the, the if there's somebody else going to be in or not. Yeah, I, yeah. Watch this again. I think you're gonna like love it way like, yeah, more. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I probably haven't seen it in, like 15 years. Honestly, it's like yeah, it's yeah, good, so. it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's so fucking good. Uh, the scene when he goes to goes to Hawaii. And he's on the phone with his sister, and he's trying to get um, Emily Watson. Uh, what's her character's name? Uh, Lena. Uh, he's trying to get her phone number from her from his sister, and uh, the sister's like, "Well, why do you want? It? Like, what? You know?" She keeps questioning, and he's like, "Don't fucking do this to me right now." <laughs> he's just he's doing like the classic Sandler, like Happy Gilmore, just like, Ugh! yeah, <laughs> you know, like the Big Daddy, like just all right, <laughs> just losing you your, your home. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good at that, you know, and like <laughs> I've watched so many interviews with with Sandler and PTA and just like they have this like weird like they like idolize each other for very different reasons. And PTA has always said that like Big Daddy, like take it for what it is. Like he's like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like not not just like, oh, like, I think it's a good comedy. He's like, no, like I like I study it. <laughs> like, like I think that character is like really, you know, uh, what's his name? Sonny, right? Sonny yeah. Koufax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and like, he he like that character is like it's like a brilliant character study. And I love I, that he's always helped me kind of like he's kind of like held my hand sometimes when I'm watching movies to be like, oh yeah, you're allowed to like you're allowed to treat different genres uh differently than like the masses do you know you can look at a movie like big daddy he's he's always gone to bat for he thinks tiffany hatch's performance in girls trip is like one of the best things he's ever seen and i'm like i love that movie but like then i watched it again and i was like i see where he's coming from like no one else no one else can do this you know and with sandler it's the same thing it's like he's got his own like little lane that no one else can really get in no one else does sandman like like the sandman you know like he it's his own brand so i i love that i love that about that kind of tandem and they were i love that they're able to make a movie together shortly after big daddy came out just three years later so uh super cool punch drunk is is so good i'd say it's like the the underrated movie of of his uh of his filmography that like people talk about but not really you know i love that that pta can like is willing to go to bat for goofy comedies on the same and talk about them on the same level someone would talk about like one of his films I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I respect the hell out of that. Helen Mirren recently like said in an interview that like her favorite movie is Dodgeball. So yeah, like, I love That's when great. these people do this. Like, yeah, it's all well, and you know, and uh who was it? Christopher Nolan recently said what was the what was the one he shouted out? Telling yeah. Telling Nights, yeah, Telling Nights, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. It it it, it makes me yeah. feel more comfortable saying that, like, you know, yeah. a, a comedy is one of my favorite movies. There's not there should be nothing wrong with that, but yeah, yeah there is a bit of a stigma. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's good to break those barriers down. When you when you hear a, like a, a Helen Mirren or a Christopher Nolan or Paul Thomas Anderson, you're like, oh, they're people, you know. Yeah. They make this, they make these things that are seemingly like, like super pretentious, but then like you hear them talk and you're like, oh, that's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> After doing Shakespeare on the West End, Helen Mirren wants to unwind with fucking dodgeball, who's you know, because she's I, just a person. I love that. Hey, hey, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, all right. So punch drunk, getting some love here. Uh, Barry and Dean are both are both in. Uh, we are now at nine. Oh, in, so we're, in. We put Dean in? Oh, Dean's in. Yeah. yeah Dean. Trust us. Dean's, Dean's in. in. <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut, shut. Uh, All right, we got nine already. Nine already. This is great because we're close to the halfway point, depending on how you look at it. We're four movies in. We have five left. Next up, There Will Be Blood. Of course, The King, Daniel Day-Lewis, is in. After that, Paul yep. Dano? Eli, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Eli Sunday. Yeah. 
The only man who can go toe to toe with Daniel Day Lewis as his most duplicitous character. Yeah, no, I think Eliza must. Yeah, I, no, I I agree with you guys. I, I I'm I'm the biggest Daniel fan I've ever met in my life, and uh, I I think it's cool that at, at moments, I mean, when he's doing the whole, you know, um, I abandoned my mom, I abandoned my son. That whole scene, like Paul Daniel's like grabbing Daniel Day Lewis's face, you know, like he's like, can you imagine? Smacking <laughs> like, him, he's like, oh. yeah, he's slapping him around. He's like holding on like to 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 his chin and like messing with his hair, and you're like. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those moments where you're like um a student student meet teacher you yeah. know like this is this is it's, it this is this is your moment it's even more amazing when you consider that paul dano was a last minute addition like the original guy was too intimidated and he dropped out and he was already playing the other sunday brother and yeah he just offered like yeah i can do this one too what an amazing accident yeah, so he was gonna play Paul Sunday, which is the guy, the the son who give you know starts the whole movie, really, <laughs> the one who gives him the little Boston, uh, you know, tidbit of information. Yeah. The oil seeps through the earth, you know, through the ground, and uh, and yeah, yeah, the kid who played was playing Eli. I mean, can you blame him? You know, yeah, fresh out of film intimid- school. Like, yeah, what an intimidating set to be on. Yeah. You know, not uh, only are you acting with Daniel Day Lewis, you're acting with Daniel Day Lewis as Daniel Plainview. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and you got PTA standing over there like, I have all these professionals, you know, with with me working, and and like you're just not cutting it, my guy. You know, I wonder so, where that kid went. Like, did he just give up acting? Yeah, or, oh, yeah, he's awesome. like done. He's like never yeah. did anything else. And it's like, hey, maybe give something else a shot that's like not as like hard, you know. Maybe, so yeah. maybe you know set design or something. But Jesus Christ, wow. Yeah, and also the the kid. Uh, Dylan Freezier, Freezier, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. He's the one who plays like the kid version of HW. He yeah. hasn't like done anything since. Like that was like, like that kid was fucking good, you know. Especially, especially post, uh, you know, fire death death scenes when, mm, mm, you know, he's making the noises like that's enough, that's enough HW. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, like those ce- those scenes are really good, you know. Uh, and that I- was really good. <laughs> <laughs> seen it, seen it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard this many times before, and I, I know Adam and I have, have agreed on this for, for a long time. But like, I, there will be blood has an argument to be like the the movie of the 21st century. It's just like so fucking good. Every time I watch it, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I, like how how do you follow that up? And to follow it up with the master, like what what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> He's totally, totally out of his head. Uh, Five-year break, 2007 to 2012. You could definitely look at that as like a halftime of his of his career. Like, all right, I've done five like really, really good movies. Let me take a breather and let me let me do something with my guy, PSH. Like, that's gonna be a love letter to to my my my, my guy, my favorite actor. And it ends up being this incredible, incredible movie that that now I think has has a life of its own and has kind of reached. I think it reached like a cult type classic type thing cult, but has like passed that. I think now it's, it's now, I think it's kind of like a, like critically acclaimed masterpiece from the 2010s. Yeah. I I believe that it took some time, you know, he's always had struggles with box office. Yeah. He could, he could fucking care less. Um, Yeah. I think. Yeah. Cause it, cause it lives on, lives on the way it does. Yeah. Is punch drunk. The only one of his films that's been criterion. Yes. That's insane. Like he should. Have- I don't know. 
yeah, I don't know what the reason is for that. Cause he's done, he's done all kinds of stuff with Criterion. Like there's this, <clears throat> I don't know if it's still on there, but there was this really, really rewarding um, conversation between him and Robert Downey senior. That was like, just two like freaks, like creative, like freak of nature guys, like just talking about movies, talking about their lives. And um, obviously his admiration for Robert Downey senior was, was huge. So it was cool to see them kind of, you know, just talking to two men, just talking it out. Um, he does stuff like that all the time. So I'm like, what, why are not like Wes Anderson, all of his fucking movies are, are criteria. Like why, where's PTA and how I love punch drunk, but like, I mean, there will be blood is like the definition of criterion. Yeah. Magnolia, yeah. Boogie, Blood, and the Master should all be there. Yeah. 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 I totally, totally agree. Yeah. I, to- I, I Inherent Vice and Liquor's Pizza are kind of like, yeah, they're not quite like in that realm. Uh, I think Phantom Thread is definitely like the definition of a, of a criterion movie, like very serious, you know, <laughs> about a dressmaker. Uh, but. I don't know. I'm still really confused by that. Uh, but the master, obviously this is the movie we're going to be talking about more later. We're going to do um, uh, awards draft for it later on. Can't wait for that. But uh, so, so we're going with the big three here, I assume Amy Adams, yeah. Joaquin and PSH. Yeah, I think so. I, okay. I'm going to be on an Island here. I don't think Amy Adams is that amazing in this. Ooh. I, I, I'm probably thinking Amy Adams yellow. I, I don't need to make it. I, the other two need to be green for sure. Yeah. Hoffman and Phoenix are fucking lights out in this. Adams, I, the character is supposed to be pretty subdued. So I don't, I don't think that she, it's like a bad performance. I just think that she is being completely outacted by these two guys. Hmm. Interesting. This isn't fashion. <laughs> you had to do this for a billion years or not at all. I think she's awesome in it. Um, uh, I hear you. Like the characters of Lancaster and Freddie Lancaster Dodd and Freddie Quell are so like off the charts, like charismatic, crazy, you know, drunken fools. And she's more, she's more like the first lady. Like she's like, I'm, I'm the real brains behind what's going on here. You know? Yeah. Uh, the scene when she fucking jerks him off in front of the sink. <laughs> it's just like, damn. <laughs> he, I love when PSH is like, Oh, <laughs> he can't keep it together. You know? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I just imagine being on set for that. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, it's an exert exertion of control. I mean, that's it's like, yeah, yeah, she's totally in control. Um, yeah, I think she's great. I mean, I, I, we're gonna talk more about it, but like fucking Jesse Plemons, Rami Malek, like they're everyone, everyone's awesome in this movie. Um, but you know, we'll get there later. So for sure, Lancaster, Freddie are in. Yeah. We have yep. 13 in so far. We have three movies left. I feel pretty good that we're going to come back to Boogie Boogie Nights for some more. Uh, next, Inherent Vice. Uh, Connor, not a big fan of this one. Uh, is this a? Is, is there anybody that gets I, a green from you? For me, Bigfoot. Yeah, yes. I have Bigfoot as a green too. I mean, yeah. Josh Brolin is fucking lights out. Muto Panikeko. <laughs> yeah, he's the only... Part of this movie I really do like. Yeah, I, I, he's he's so good, out of sight. <laughs> he's, he's amazing in in inherent vice. Uh, I I would personally have Doc Joaquin, but I I can get why you know he's a yellow. Okay. Yeah, I I, I, I I'm gonna lean towards Doc. like I would have Doc in over, um, like Gator, or ooh, or, tough. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. Over over. 
Philip Baker yeah, Hall is man, Jimmy we're gonna Gator. Tough, we're going to have a tough cut here at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm cool. Let's just go Bigfoot right now. Okay. Yellow, okay. yellow dock. And we'll move to Phantom Thread, which is obviously a like smaller cast. Yeah. I, I imagine we'll have, what, maybe two or three here? What do you, what do you guys think? I've got three. I've got three. Let's hear it. I mean, I think I think Reynolds and Alma for sure. Uh, Daniel Lewis and Vicky Crapes, and that, but I think Leslie Manville is as as. Oh, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've, Connor. I've I have nobody from Phantom Thread. Oh wow! Oh, here we go. Now it's time for a little bit of a discussion. Why is that? I just think he's got better characters in other movies. I Phantom Thread's a, a good movie, but there's nothing there that I come back to or think is really that amazing. So like so like so like you'd have like um like Buck Swope over over like anybody from this movie. I would, I would. I mean, I mean I'm not. That's not like, totally crazy to me. I mean, I, yeah, Reynolds. Is, <laughs> like, it's hard to not have Reynolds in there. I mean, it's like it's like another Danny Day Lewis. You know, like it's kind of yeah class, his last movie. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, A proper proper hanging up hanging up of the the jersey, the boxing gloves. You know that whole like it's yeah. Stanley Day Lewis actually saying I'm out. See you later. And it's a damn good performance. It would have been really cool if he won the Oscar, but a yeah. little, you know, little actor named Gary Oldman had to take it that year. Um, See, I, I like Darkest Hour, and I think Gary Oldman deserved that. Well, really, Daniel Coolio should have beat the shit out of both of them. <laughs> but but that's, you know, that's a conversation for another time. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go back for Reynolds at least. Um, I think it's really tough between Manville and, and Vicky Crepes. Uh, I think they're both awesome. Um, I think Alma is maybe the most inter- interesting uh, female character he's ever written. Uh, like most, like there's a lot of depth to her. Yeah. Uh, and, and and a lot of like just very very intense scenes. Um, and the kind of I, I I love Phantom Thread because I think I've only seen it probably this is probably the one I've seen the least. I've probably seen it three, maybe maybe four times. Um and I I, I like the kind of like what it what it means to like be with an artist, to be with an obsessive person and uh how, how like strenuous that can be. And and you got you gotta think he like PTA with a lot of his movies, like he's just working some stuff out in his own head. Uh I'm sure there's times where it's not very fun to be married to Paul Thomas Anderson. Or to be in a relationship with him, uh, especially you know, like late nineties. Um, sorry, Fiona Apple. <laughs> it's yeah, probably no. not time you're going to get back. You know, um, and I'm sure he, he, you know, came came to confront that a little bit. And I think Phantom Thread is kind of timeless because of that. Uh, love the costume design. I believe that's Mark Bridges who won the Oscar for that. Um, so I think it's a great movie. But I, I understand where Connor's coming from. Where these aren't like these aren't characters that you get like. Like riled up about the, the same way you yeah. get riled. That you up want to return Daniel. to. It's a good way to put it. You want to return yeah. to. Yeah. Phantom so, Thread. It just it reminded me so much of those like James Ivory, Howard Zen, Room with a View bullshit that I just can't stand. Rich white English people having fake problems. I just can't stand that kind of movie. This was better than those. Yeah, but, yeah. I was about yeah, to say, by Room a with View fucking sucks. It's just that <laughs> that whole like subgenre just annoys me. I, I hear you. Yeah, you're not you're not a big fan of any of those. Anytime, anytime we came across one of those on Oscar Sunday, you were like like five, four, or five. Like you were like these movies suck. <laughs> uh, and and fair fair play. You know, so I'm gonna go to back for go to bat for Reynolds. 
Um, yeah. Here's the thing. We have, if Reynolds is the only one from there, we still have five spots left in only one movie, Licorice Pizza. So we're going to have some room to play with and everybody can kind of, you know, okay. go to bat, go to bat I for only, one of their people. I only have one green in Licorice Pizza. Oh, I got two for sure. Connor? Um, yeah, I have, I have two as well. Adam, let's hear your one. Alana. Nope. No little Hoffman. No. He's a yellow. He's a yellow. But I, 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 I yeah. I mean, he's, I, I love him, but he's, but it's, he's, he's a yellow. I'm a showman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah. I think he's Alana for sure. I have two um, yellows. I have two yellows. Who's the other yellow? Bradley Cooper. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was hoping yeah. someone would, would bring him up. Do you oh, like, yeah. do you like, pe- you like peanut butter sandwiches? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stry sand, Stry sand, sand. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he. I mean, he's quite frankly like the firecracker of the movie. Like when he comes on, you're like, oh my dear god, who's this? You know, uh, the the gas. He like throws the gas can at that kid. He's like, it's my fucking pump now. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. And we spend so much time with like these pretty, like you know, pretty new like performers and like actors and stuff like that. It's like it is like when we get with him, it's like oh, okay, yeah, like this is like this is this is a season's bad year. Yeah, know? I f- I feel the same way about Bradley Cooper in this movie and Sean Penn. When Sean Penn and Tom Waits, like, yeah. oh, you son of a bitch, <laughs> you know, Jack Holden, like that whole scene when he goes on the motorcycle and Alana falls off, and then we see Gary like chasing her. It's a big part yeah. of the movie, but it's also just really funny watching these movie stars like play these complete dickheads. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think Hoffman, little Hoffman's got to be there, man. I, I think yeah. he's, you know, he, he's fucking amazing. Co- no, Cooper, no, no, no problem with that. I, I would love for Cooper to have a, a, a real, real, real career. Uh, Connor, are those your two, Alana and Gary? Uh, I had Cooper Hoffman and Bradley Cooper. Okay, okay. so no Alana. Greens. No Alana for for you. I don't like the character. Uh, I I don't like. I don't want to hang out with her, but I think she's amazing. Like, you can't take your eyes away from this like wacko twenty five year old who's constantly like comment. She, she's commenting on like, is it weird that I'm hanging out with a bunch of like fifteen year olds? <laughs> you know, like she con- constantly, and then like her friends are like, or her sister, and like, eh, whatever. You know, I'm just like fucking pass her the joint, you idiot. You know, uh, I think she's like fascinating. Um. Uh, and like sexy in the right moments, weird in the right moments, uh, insecure in the right moments. Like I, I think Alana Heim, like I think it's a miracle that she's this good in this movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we have seventeen. So are are we going all three of them? Alana- uh, I, I, I I well yeah I, I'm fine with Bradley. Bradley Cooper would be eighteen. Yes. That's correct. So we'd have two spots okay. left. Okay, let's do it. So Bradley, Cooper. I, 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 I kind of like that. I kind of like yeah, two spots left. Go back over. Where, where did your all's mind go immediately? Back to Boogie Nights. Yeah, probably. I think Little <laughs> yeah. Bill. Yeah, Little Bill. Yeah. I would go. Bill, I would go. Okay, if I if I had tough. if if I had to vote for two, I would go Little Bill and Alma. Okay, Alma. Okay. I, there's something about, I mean, we could, we could, I mean, it could be 15, you know, uh, uh, Boogie Nights characters, but like, I, I think we should maybe cap it at five just for the sake of like talking about some different movies. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. And there's like, there's something to say about someone carrying something um, for like, yeah, the, inter- like the 10th person in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Scotty J I, again, he's like on the screen for like, 
20 minutes altogether, you know? Uh, I hear you on that. I hear that argument, you know, like leading, leading versus supporting. Um, obviously, we love, we love a good, good, good heat check performance from uh, sure. a PTA, PTA movie, but, but there is something to say about a character Hall of Fame. Like, hey, let's, let's make sure, yeah, we, we, we kind of represent the right things. Uh, Connor, where did your mind go with those last two spots? Um, who did we, who did we go with with Magnolia? Magnolia, we went just Frank T.J. Mackey and Jimmy Gator. Okay, we're going. I think we should go back to Magnolia. Oh, okay. All right, Quiz Kid, Quiz Kid, Donnie Smith. I that's who I would. That would be my choice. I just love that that character of just you know, I love characters who peak as children and grow up to be nobody. I've I've got some family who have been followed that that trajectory so i just i find that whole kind of kind of character fascinating and that in his like 40s he's still calling himself quiz kid donnie smith yeah when he goes to solomon solomon uh alfred Molina's character like i i'm quiz kid donnie smith <laughs> he's just uh, so or, sad yeah. the oh the scene at the bar um oh it's pathetic. You know, yeah and he's like i have a, i have love to give <laughs> you know uh yeah william h macy just uh, so underrated to me. Um, how about how about 1999 for William H Macy, Mystery Men, and Magnolia in the same year? Woo! Well, he shovels well. He shovels very well. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. Oh man. Uh, okay. Damn, this is tough. So if we went Little Bill and Quiz Kid, that know, that would mean double double William H. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, yeah. That's yeah. So. So we'd have double William H, double Danny Day Lewis, and double. Is there another one? Double Hoffman. Double Hoffman. What? Triple Hoffman. Oh, double Hoffman. Double Hoffman. Triple. Yeah. Triple Hoffman. Oh, yeah, it is triple Hoffman. Wait. No. Right? Scotty oh, no, J. No, no. Did, we, no. did we put Scotty J? No, we, we didn't, didn't put Scotty no. J. Ah, no. Okay. It'd be, well, it'd be three Hoffmans, but it'd be, it'd be a father or son. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's appropriate. So, so okay. So what, what do we have it down to? So we're, let's cut Buck Swope. Cut, cut. Cutting, cutting Buck. Okay, God, I love him so much. Know, Buck, uh, so uh, cutting. Doesn't make you want a freaky deaky. <laughs> uh, cutting, uh. Pe- cutting Peggy from the master. Yeah. I okay, so. so we really we have, have a lot. We don't have a lot of women. On our we're list. All, yeah. Is that our we're fault or is that it's PTA? Fault? It's PTA. It's PTA. <laughs> well, I, uh, we actually have, we actually have a decent amount. I mean, it's yeah, it's actually not. We yeah, you're right. We have two porn right. stars. I mean. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so we're all good with Little Bill, right? Uh, yeah, I think Little Bill is fucking incredible. Yeah. Okay, so basically we have it down to Quiz Kid versus Alma. God, that couldn't be any different. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, part, part of me wants to just completely go back around. I, I, I think we might be making a mistake. I know we only want five Boogie Nights. But I think Reed Rothschild is fucking unbelievable. Uh, John C. Riley and Boogie Nights. I think yeah. I, yeah. it's so yeah. hard to only pick five from Boogie Nights. But but yeah, Alma Alma is a huge huge part of that movie. I subscribe to the no small parts only small actors philosophy. Yeah, so yeah. I'm on board with with whatever leans towards that. It would leave <sighs> it would leave us with one still for for. Uh... I mean, do I like do I like Boogie Nights six times more than Phantom Thread? Probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly, yeah. yes. <laughs> so okay, okay. So cut all my, one more Boogie Nights character. So are we were we good with Reed or do we want Buck? So it's Reed or Buck. Reed, Reed. Shit. What am I'd I doing? I go uh, Buck. Austin's you. I go uh, Buck. 
You're the tiebreaker. <laughs> Scotty J. <laughs> uh, no right in. Todd Parker. Uh, man, this is tough. God, and then and then like my mind's like, what about Ellie Watson and Punch Drunk Love? And oh fuck. Coin Coin Boys. Uh, coin Boy. You want to be a Coin Boy? <laughs> coin Boy. Does anybody have a coin around? Um, Connor, Connor, have you heard of the Coin Boys? I have not. Explain, explain to Connor. Coin so Boys. I, I was, I was looking at this like it's like this, <laughs> this like uh, subreddit. It's like they're like with like teachers, and this teacher wrote in about like I, it's some sort of trend. I, I assume it's some sort of like you know either TikTok or whatever trend, but like these uh these these like guys in, in this in this woman's class call themselves Coin Boys, and they they live and die by the coin. So it's like like the coin is their master. So they flip a coin. So if it's like hey, like I need you to read the page, you know, ninety five tonight or whatever. Uh, they'll be like, well, we'll see. We'll see what the coin says. That's what I look like. And so the flip a coin, like tails is whatever. It's like heads is yes, tails is no. I can't remember what exactly what it is, but uh, <laughs> but basically, like like they'll determine that that determines like what they do that day. Or it's like, what are we eating for lunch? Is it Whataburger? Or is it you know Burger King? It's like, well, let the coin decide. We're coin boys, so this could be this could be a coin boy moment. Connor, could, could, <laughs> yeah, do we have a coin? Uh, Reed, Reed and Buck. Reed and Buck. I keep I keep going to Buck's. Buck has two scenes that I think are like wow. I mean, uh, when when the movie turns to like it gets real dark when he goes to the the bank to get a loan and the guy's like oh no you're you're in pornography he's like no I'm an actor I'm an actor, uh, and the scene in the donut shop yeah, the donut um, yeah it's great yeah. <sighs> I have your coin. Oh here we go. And yeah. What's what? Reed is Reed is heads. Buck is tails. Let's go. All right. I would love to. I want to point out real quick. This is actually this coin is a replica of Two Face's coin from The Dark Knight. Oh, that's cool. So we're doing this right. All right. We have heads. Reed. All right. It's Reed. (laughs) I make my own luck. (laughs) I love that there are kids out there who are just doing Two Face's philosophy on life, and it's not entirely insane. That's pretty crazy. It is insane. Uh, we we have every movie represented here. Good stuff. Um, some some more than others. <laughs> Boogie, Boogie Nights with six. Got the time. Uh, Do you want me yeah. to read them off real quick? I I I have them. You have them. You have them. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, this is not in like any particular order, but yeah, we have uh, Barry Egan uh, and Dean Trumbell um, from Punch Drunk Love. We have Sydney from Hard Eight. We have Lancaster Dodd and Freddie Quell from The Master, Daniel Plainview and Paul Sunday from um, There Will Be Blood. We have Bigfoot from Inherent Vice. So that's the one that we went with. That's great. Uh, Frank Mackey and Gator from Magnolia. We have Reynolds Woodcock from uh, from Phantom Thread. Gary Alana and John Peters, uh, which is Bradley Cooper's character uh, from Inherent, uh, Inherent Vice. Uh, uh, what was the name of that movie? and then from boogie nights here we go we have uh eddie slash dirk uh is is, was mark Wahlberg, uh jack horner amber waves roller girl reed rothschild and little bill yes oh my god oh that's good stuff i love all those motherfuckers i love them all (laughs) so much (laughs) i can't i can't get enough of them so we so we left out i think the big ones we left out are alma doc i'm talking about like lead lead stuff um Those are probably Gwyneth Paltrow, Heart Eight. Yeah. John C. Riley, Heart Eight. Emily um, Watson. Emily Watson, Punch Drunk. 
Yeah, those are probably like the biggest biggest ones we left off as far as uh, lead, leading. That was another yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Guzman's a tough, tough cut. We have Boogie Nights. Here's the thing. You know, one day we're going to do Boogie Nights again, and we could do its own Hall of Fame where, like, we rank them all. You know, like, there's yeah. literally there's literally 20 people in that movie that are all great. Uh, Connor, surprised you didn't go to bat more for Rahad Jackson. Oh, yeah, we didn't. I, I said I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I got caught up in the discussion. Uh, I to go to bat for, and it's, like you said, we'll we'll be back in Boogie Nights. Yeah. I can go to bat for Rayhead then. Yeah, one well, yeah one day we'll we'll do we'll do another Boogie Nights episode. It's the easiest like the easiest movie for me to talk about, so uh, I'll have no problem doing that. But uh, if you guys anything else you want to say about these th- these characters as a whole, uh, we, we can move on. Nah, I'm ready to go. You pig fucks, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll we'll talk the master. All right, back with the master. Uh, PTA's film from 2012. Obviously, had Freddie Quell and Lancaster Dodd in our character hall of fame. Uh, shortly, we're going to do uh, a awards draft where we have our four categories, and we're we're going to take turns going through those. But just real quick, <clears throat> some some tidbits on on the master. Uh, IMDb score of 7.1, 85% Rotten Tomatoes, 62% audience score. Yee. Yeah. And a 4.0 on Letterboxd. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting the Letterboxd at the end of the episode as well. Uh, Connor, you mentioned earlier a lot of his movies don't make their money back. And that is that is what happened with The Master. Uh, $32 million budget, only made $28 million, uh, at the box office. But I, I, again, I think um, Legacy speaks for itself. It's a movie that if you like it, you love it. You know, It's one of those, one of those things that has just stood the test of time now for 11 years. And this gets better and better. Um, I've seen it countless times. Shout out to Adam and I, his brother, uh, Jeremy. This is one of his favorite movies of all time. So I want to try to get him out for this episode. It just didn't quite work. But Jeremy, I'm always thinking about thinking about you when I watch The Master. You just, the, the comedy of it, I, th- I think he just connects with it the same way we do. Uh, three Oscar nominations. This is, uh, this is th- three, n- nothing but three performance nominations. Walking Phoenix for lead actor. PSH and Amy Adams both for supporting. Uh, man, I mean, do, do you guys think there's an argument for PSH to also be a lead here, Connor? Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, it's a kind of a cat and mouse psychological warfare game between Joaquin and, and Phil here. Uh, but I can see why, you know, it's all about billing and screen time, so I, I get it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I... Adam, how do you feel about it? I, I don't know. I've, I've always been kind of like, you know, they're both. The, it's it's like Judas and the Black Messiah. It's like they're both in it a ton. Yeah, the whole the whole um, what's it called category fraud thing? Like, I actually doesn't really bother me. I, I don't, like for it's one of those things that I'm just kind of like, ah. Eh. I mean, like sometimes it's like, okay, that's like this guy was a lead, this guy wasn't, but like, I don't know. They're both in it a ton. Like, I don't I don't differentiate as much between like. Like in my mind, like someone winning best supporting and winning like best actor is like just kind of like the same thing to me. Like I like I don't really differentiate them that much where it's like, oh man, like that that one means so much more because it was best best, you know, actor in a lead role. Like I don't know. Is is that like yeah. a new no, like, no, I I totally, totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Uh I do think it's tricky, like the like where you put somebody. And I and I think a lot a lot of people like dictate I think a lot of actors like have a lot of power over like how they dictate certain yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um well, like, like there, and there's like stats to back it up. Like, like Anthony Hopkins is is, 
actual screen time in Silence of the Lambs is like right around 20 minutes and he won best lead actor. And it's like, well, it's because of what he represents to the movie. You know, it's like what his character represents, what uh, Hannibal Lecter is to Silence of the Lambs. Like you, that's the first thing you think of when you think of Silence of the Lambs. It's not so much the actual screen time or actual work he put into to that movie. Whereas there have been guys who are 25, 30 minutes into a movie and they get put in supporting. It just kind of depends on like your stature as an actor and what your character did for the movie. Uh, I just think for, for the master specifically, I feel like they both carry like so much, so much of the weight, but it is ultimately it starts and stops with Freddie. So uh, with Joaquin, so I do understand it, but uh, that category, I'm going to run through real quick. There's, these are some names, uh, Daniel day Lewis, uh, one for, for Lincoln. That was his, uh, his third win. Um, Pretty cool. You know, you got My Left Foot, 1989, There Will Be Blood, 2007, and uh, Lincoln here. Really wish he would have won for Gangs of New York, uh, 2002. For To have four would have been fucking sick. Uh, he beat Bradley Cooper, Silver Lang's Playbook, Hugh Jackman, Lame as Rob, Joaquin Phoenix, The Master, and Denzel Washington, Flight. That is, that is a strong group of men right there. <laughs> Connor, what, what, do you, what do you think about that group, and do you think they got it right? Um... Okay, admittedly, I haven't seen Lincoln in a very long time since I saw it at the movies in 2012. I think I'm in the same boat. Yeah, uh, yeah neither right. Yeah, I remember it being a very strong performance, very cool. I'm a big history buff. So you know, I I have a fascination with you know Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation and that whole era of history. But this was Joaquin Phoenix's Oscar. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's my vote for sure. Actually, my vote would be Joaquin and then Denzel. And then everybody else is in second place, uh, second or third, depending on who you look at it. But yeah, yeah, Joaquin, this is this is his best stuff ever. Yeah, this is it. Like this is this is the meal. <laughs> you know this 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 is the this is his best stuff. You know, we talked about her a few weeks ago. Uh, Love that one. We talked about Inherent Vice earlier on. We've talked about Joaquin quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I think I think the master is is like very clearly his his best work. I think Adam, he's, I think he's more the Joker in this than he is in Joker, frankly. Totally, totally agree. Yeah, I said that's awesome last night. We were talking about it briefly. Um, I don't like Danny the Lewis almost belongs like in a different category. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, I, it's like, I, I mean, it almost feels boring to kind of give it to him, but I'm just like, ah, eh. I mean, like, he, he becomes these people. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's just like, like to play Abraham Lincoln with like that level of like accuracy. And like, I don't know. It's just like, I, he almost like, it's like he's over here and then everyone else is kind of like doing other like, you know, acting. Um, so I, I like if he ever wins it, I'm never like I, I don't really think you can go wrong with that. Like I'm not I'm not like whoa no what like that belonged to this guy. Like it's like oh it's Daniel Lewis. He's like probably the best actor like ever. So it's like I mean I can't really like be angry at him winning an award for it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't 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 really argue with it. I definitely definitely agree with that that statement. I just yeah if, if I had a vote it, it would go somewhere else. But he is hard to pass up. Anytime he does something, it's. It, not only is he something to behold, usually the movie is good, you know, <laughs> like at least good. Uh, he's very rarely in bad movies. Uh, we actually mentioned one earlier, Room with a View. <laughs> that's 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 the one that I would point out is like the worst movie that I've seen that he's actually in. But I mean, there's so many. What, what, what do you got? The what Age got? of Innocence. Not, that was. Uh, I like The Age of Innocence. <laughs> I, that was, I hated that more than I hated Room with a View. Wow. That's tough, tough, White tough. White people tough, problems uh, in the 1800s. I don't care. <laughs> tough beat. Oh, man. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's 
pretty boring. I, I understand, but I do like it a lot. I love him in it. Uh, yeah, he's great though. He's the man. Like he, <laughs> aside from Age of Innocence in a room with a view, everything he does is gold. Uh, I, I, I'm obsessed with him. Uh, let's do supporting actor. You guys talked about this guy last week. Mr. Christoph Waltz winning for Django, Django Unchained. He beat Alan Arkin for Argo, Robert De Niro for Silver Lang's Playbook, Philip Summer Hoffman for The Master, and Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln. Give me a heist movie with those guys. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that is a, that is a group. O- obviously, we're all... We're all Team Waltz, or are we Team Hoffman? Yeah, yeah. Waltz. Yeah. Waltz. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Team Hoffman. I thought we'd all jump, jump ship there. Uh, well... <laughs> I, I I'm just drowning. Yeah. There was no ship. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have to go. You yeah, have to go. PSH here, uh, Lancaster. It's just like I don't, I don't think only anyone can do can do that. I, I think this might be fighting words, but I do think there are folks out there who could play Dr. King Schultz. I don't think anybody could touch Lancaster Dodd except for maybe Burt Lancaster. So that's all I'll say about that. That's hmm, interesting. All right, give me. Give me a German actor working yeah. today who could play Dr. Say, King Schultz. Schultz, I think, uh, it, I mean, it's written differently if it's not him. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. I, see, I disagree with that because because then you could you could go back and say even with just PTA's work, not only the history of movies, plenty of people play outside of their their where they're from. Daniel Dave fucking Lewis, you know, plays the best American uh, 1920s character we've ever seen in There Will Be Blood, and he's from he's from England. Hmm. So I I don't think I can I yeah, don't think I can yeah. get behind that, Ger- that. German is so specific though. I mean that guy's so specifically German. I mean that that's that's maybe why it's like I mean to the point where it's like you know maybe that 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 crossover of like English being the native tongue of of either you know an Englishman coming to play an American or American coming going to play an Englishman is less like uh, yeah I don't know that's less of a bend to like kind of you know like your thought process there than than it would be like an American playing a German. Um, cause you're having to do, you're going to do some like, just kind of like weird ass accent, you know? Um, like I, I, I think that's, that's, that's less of a leap to make. It's like, yeah, I, I think that guy is so uniquely like German that it probably would have needed to be a German actor. And he's the best one of that kind of age group to do it. So yeah. Uh, I, yeah. But I again, the character would have been written differently. Again, again, I, 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 I hear where y'all are coming from and I do wish we lived in a world where like that was the representation, but it's, but it's not, I mean, like. Look who plays Maximus Decimus Meridius in Gladiator, like yeah. an Australian. Like, I, I mean, I just don't think like in the history of movies, like it doesn't, it just hasn't like mattered, I guess. Like people play well, it, outside it, of their stuff yeah. all the time. It especially doesn't matter when you go that far back. Cause it's like, it's like, even, even if it's like an American playing someone that's like, it, it's like set in like Roman times, they do an like English accent. It's like, why? Are yeah. doing, like what? It's so weird. Yeah. Daniel Craig, like, Daniel Craig, 2012, Girl with Dragon Tattoo. 2011, sorry. Isn't even fucking trying. He's supposed to be a Swedish guy. And he's like, yeah. I'll just stick yeah. with my shit. Like, whereas Rooney Mara is trying to do like a slight, yeah. a slight like accent, which is like, I, it's a decision, but I just can't, I don't know. Like, I, I agree with you guys like on paper, but like, it's just not realistic. So like, I, I don't know. I mean, I do think some people could play Dr. King Schultz and that are maybe American that like slightly change the way they talk. I don't know. I mean, but correct, I, me, but if I I'm, correct point- me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the point, the point. Yeah, I think what you're saying is is generally true, but I think the point that I'm, with, with Schultz is like, and the difference in like, and like even the characters in like Girl with Dragon Tattoo is like the, that character is so uniquely German. Like, like him being German is a part of like the like the commentary on like that character and that movie in general. Whereas like I that like 
it's okay that like that guy's not Swedish and you know girl dragon tattoo. You know what I mean? It's like like it, like that doesn't that doesn't like yeah. Change. But tell a it's Swedish guy that because a lot of people who love the original trilogy and the books hate the David Fincher movie because of that decision. So like it depends like where you're who you're talking like what perspective you're talking to. I think. No, I, I know, I know, I know what you're like getting at because like then you could just say that for everything ever. You know, it's like oh well, like tell it, tell it, like you know, this person that yeah. like like that that it, that it doesn't really matter though. Like I understand maybe to like that one group, but like in the general, just like you know, like it doesn't actually matter that much that like. This well, person, who does it matter to that Christoph Waltz is German? Germans? No, no, I I, I, gen- I genuinely think that character is, is very different if he's if he's American. Like, it like. Uh, so you're saying American playing German. I'm saying I'm saying if he's just if he's just an American. Like oh well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying character. yeah. I'm saying I think there are English, you know, maybe someone from England, maybe someone from Denmark, maybe someone from yeah. here, someone from there could play Dr. King Schultz. Is my that's that's it. I love Christoph Waltz. I, lo- I love the dude. I think he's actually Austrian. So uh, I don't know. Whereas no one else could play Lancaster Dodd. Is what you're saying? Uh, correct. Even no matter where you're from, Christoph Waltz himself could jump in. I don't think anyone has the, uh, yeah, has the, the stuff, the juice, and you know, I might be, I, I might be just be wrong. <laughs> like y'all could just disagree and be like, no, Waltz is the man, and he is the man. He's great. Uh, I prefer his his performance in, as Han, Han, uh, Hans Landa, uh, in, in Bastards to to Django for sure. I, should, I, 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 I think I think PSH should have taken this one. Uh, born in Vienna, raised in Germany. Oh, there you go. So yeah, he's yeah, Devil's so, Advocate. Do you feel the same way about Christoph Waltz's performance in Glorious Bastards? No. Well, I, I think in that particular role, I don't see how many other people could play that just based on his talent. But I do think, yes, I do think like Daniel fucking Day Lewis could have could have done it. You know, uh, I don't know if it'd be as good, but like I do think some people could do ah, it. There it is. I don't think it would be as good. That's that's maybe the, that's the piece. I don't I don't think yeah. that's but I'm I'm backing Landa before I'm backing uh, King Schultz, like any, like 10 times out of 10. That's just my, that's my preference. Ultimately the Oscars, it doesn't matter, you know, like it doesn't matter. We, we kind of care, you know, like we like look back on this stuff, uh, but like no one really cares. You know, I think, I think people who love Christoph Waltz just love him because he's great. He's great at his job. They're not like two time Oscar winner, you know, like that's not really what people care about. They care more about just the work and he's a great actor. I wish he was doing more, cool stuff like he did 10 years ago true yeah yeah it is weird the, what happened the, to him he's like done yeah. a tv show or or like a i don't know yeah the the, the direction his career has taken is, is odd i think he yeah. took too many shitty blockbuster jobs and i think he's kind of lost some luster i i liked uh what was that polanski movie he was in i liked that one when would that come out you remember that one with John C. Riley and uh, Jodie Foster and Oh Carnage, yeah, Carnage. Yeah, I liked Carnage. Thought that was thought, thought he was good in that. Yeah, that was that was a good one. I enjoyed that. I feel like that was post Django, right? That was that was right before Django. That was 2011. Okay, okay, right. So still over 10 years ago. Yeah, didn't he like direct his own movie too? Not too long ago. He did. Yeah, I don't remember what that was, but I do remember. I feel like you saw that. I did. I feel like you like texted me like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, he might not be. All right, let me confirm that. I feel like was that uh, COVID's George ruined Town. my fucking Georgetown. Georgetown, right. yeah. He did direct that. Yeah, that was that was weak. <laughs> you did see it, didn't you? Yeah, it was so weak. I had completely forgotten about it till right now. <laughs> when did that come out? A couple years ago. That was last year. Yeah. 
Oh, last year. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, I've lost all sense of time since COVID. I don't know if y'all feel the it same It might have been whatever year where I was really doing everything I could for the sneak preview. So was that 2021? Yes. 2021. Right, that's when that when you, Yeah. Okay. What is that about? I've never heard of it. It's about, it's a true story of a German sociopath, like manipulative liar dude who married into wealth and then killed his wife to try to get her assets and was immediately caught despite all okay. the crazy ass lies he told everybody. It's, it's okay. a true story, but just not executed very well. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Christoph, get back on the horse, buddy. Quite literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, supporting actress. This is a this is a good group. Just kind of got some some heavy hitters, some old school, and some newer newer school people. Uh, and halfway one for Lamez Rob, beating Amy Adams for the Master, Sally Field for Lincoln, Helen Hunt for the Sessions, and Jackie Weaver for Silver Lightning's Playbook. Man, it's all over the place. Uh, I I, I I'm going to go on the record and say I am not a fan of Lamez Rob. Like I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's not not for me. Not my thing. Fine. But I do think Anne Hathaway is incredible. So like I'm cool with her winning an Oscar. Cause she's awesome, but like, I don't know. This is this is a tough. This is a tough one. Mm. I haven't seen the sessions, so I can't judge Helen Hunt's performance. Same. I've, yeah. Um, I remember really liking Sally Field's take on Mary Todd. Uh, just you know, the heartbroken, depressed, lonely woman she became after her the death of her child. As opposed to my real life uh, imagination of Mary Todd. <laughs> 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 So, <laughs> I know, I know what you mean because other people have played her, but yeah, I'm just like, it's just funny to be like, yeah, this my, like that interpretation. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, that's who he, she was, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like she just translated to screen very well, is what I'm yeah. saying. Here. <laughs> I'm not saying like, what a what a brilliant interpretation. <laughs> what, a, what a unique direction she took that. She took that. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I have so much history with her, and yet, yeah, she took gave a... me. Took a real <laughs> chance there. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That was just, that was just like a funny sentence. Yeah. From Mary Todd. It was a good, yeah. Well, well played. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Sally Field. Hey, Norma, Norma Ray is all, all I have. That's all I need to know. <laughs> okay. Who, who, were, who were the other people in it? Austin, real quick. Uh, Amy Adams, Helen Hunt, and Jackie Weaver, Silver Linings. She's good in Silver Linings, but I'm just kind of like crazy about that movie. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, these yeah, are a bunch of fine, fine movies. Yeah, that's not that's master. a pretty uninspiring uh, group there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, 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 we're like throw Kerry Washington in there for Django, you know? Yeah, yeah. Thought she, thought she was pretty, pretty great in that movie. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's other Tales and Twelve stuff, you know, if we really looked at it, that that would, that would be more intriguing. So yeah, it's not like not like a very exciting group, but uh. I do, I do love Amy Adams. I do love Anne Hathaway. Uh, I just, yeah, I blame as Rob. It's just not, it's just not my thing. It never has been. Uh, I remember seeing that, and the, like that was that. You know, <laughs> that's that's that mattress yep. man. I I saw it once, and and, and I was out. But uh, the list, and yeah, yep. I don't know. Um, are there any other categories that the master should have been should have been uh nominated in? Picture, director, screenplay, production design, <laughs> score. Yeah, a few. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it should have been like up for ten things. Yeah, uh, it's just I don't know. I think I think I think this and Django are like the two most unique films from the year. You know, both by freaks in their own right. Uh, I love. I, I've explained to Connor the trajectory of both of their careers is so cool because they're like 
right next to each other basically the whole time. You know, they made the same amount of movies. It's really, really cool. Uh, I, I, I love that about both of them. Like, they start out real strong, and there's like, Tarantino has the Jackie Brown that some people are like, ah, I don't get it. It's not Tarantino. PTA has the Magnolia where it's like, eh, this is a little too out there. You know, like they both kind of have like these like waves, and then like there'll be blood and Inglorious Bastards come out two years apart, and it's like very clear that everybody's like, yeah, these this is it. This is the gold right here. And then some people are like, actually, I think it's Django. And some people are like, actually, I think it's the Master. And those both came out the same year. And then and then you have 2019, 2021. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and, and Licorice Pizza, like owed to late 60s, early 70s, um, Southern California. Pretty cool. Uh, I, lo- I love that they, but Django and Masters, the one time that they like really like were able to go head to head and it didn't really happen. So sad. I love that you've even got like the, the kind of slightly boring one that people don't always go back to with the Hateful Eight and Phantom Thread. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fucking crazy. On Hard Eight, Hard Eight to boogie nights is like the same as dogs to boogie you're like holy shit this guy's good and you're like oh man he's real good <laughs> and then jackie brown and magnolia are both their third movie like that is weird and then you see things completely change for both of them kill bill and punch drunk love where you're like okay they're gonna like they're gonna like this new century is gonna change them as 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 movie makers and they both followed up with their like their masterpieces it's it's yeah it's mind-boggling <laughs> i love i love those two uh uh, there's stories of them like in the late nineties doing cocaine together. Uh, probably it'd probably be pretty annoying <laughs> listening to those two, but uh, I I love to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, I want to do cocaine in the nineties. Yeah, with PTA and Quentin Tarantino. Uh, with whoever. Specifically in the nineties. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. 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 I'm more of a seventies man myself, but I hear you. I hear you on that. Uh, Adam, what decade would you go to? <laughs> 18 <laughs> like, uh, like i want to uh, do laudanum in 1885 yeah i think i think uh i think in an era when we didn't know how bad it was for us like i'd have a hard time like squaring it yeah in my mind like um after after all the you know, horror stories but when it's like yeah in that period of like oh we didn't like realize how bad this was for everybody and you know um you've we've, i've just seen too many like sports documentaries or things like that it's like oh this guy had a great career and then all of a sudden just derailed by his addiction. you know it's like, like yeah i'm picturing it as i'm traveling through time and i'm fully aware of the consequences <laughs> so like i've already traveled through time i might as well you know okay i see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. sure sure <laughs> might as well partake yeah good stuff uh <laughs> all right well let's do let's do our our, our awards draft uh and i, I do want to say for anybody out there who's trying to watch the master, rewatch it. It is on Max at the moment. Uh, you know, I think this movie gets a rap for being like too long. It's really like right over two hours. So give it a whirl, throw it on, have some fun. Uh, but for now, we're gonna we're gonna do our awards draft. Uh, randomized a list during the break that we took, and uh, Adam, you have the first pick. I have the second pick. Connor, you're on the turn with the the third, fourth pick, and we'll go back the other way. Okay. We got favorite quote, favorite music moment, favorite performance, favorite scene. You can choose any that you want off the board. I got to say, guys, I listened to the Get Out episode. I listened to the Django episode, and I was like, this was built for a draft. <laughs> Django's got so much cool shit. But you guys, with Django, more than Get Out, ended up going all over the place with Django. Like, y'all really, yeah. like, really yeah. tackled a lot of different stuff. Y'all picked different things. But with Get Out, I was like, where is Catherine Keener? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But but Daniel Kaluuya is so good that you guys all chose him, and I was like, man, 
y'all, you got to do the draft for get out. But it, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it really comes down to I don't want to I don't want to host it, and you do. <laughs> that's <laughs> the, that's the, all it is. The draft segment. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Meh. Yeah, I'll, I'll participate gleefully, but I don't want to lead that shit. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah, Get Out is primed for yeah for a draft. It, it would it would have been yeah that that's a type of movie it would make sense for. But uh, but also I think it is cool when we kind of come to consensus because it just shows how good someone. Oh, for sure. Been. Yeah, yeah. No, when there's two people, you like the draft is like useless, right? But when there's three people, there's like a fine line where you're like, okay, we could like all highlight almost the same stuff, and that means like you said, it it it, it has that impact. Like Daniel Kaluuya has that impact. One of yeah. the best performances of the decade. So I'm, I'm I'm with you. It just was like, man, this is like there's so much good shit. But y'all y'all it was a great episode. It was nice and long, and like y'all talked about so much cool stuff. So I had a blast. Uh, I just love these drafts. And and Connor, you know, you know, you're just not a you're not a you're not a big sports fan. So like Adam and I have done this kind of stuff for like our entire life, our entire lives. We we, like, do, we do it. Yeah, we do it for fun. You know, like let's draft. You know let's draft players from 1984, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. like just, just for fun. So like, I, I, I get it. You're not, you're not like, like this is more new to you since you kind of like met me. True. I've been doing countdowns my whole life. That's my, yes. my lane. So yeah. I just, you know, I let us all play to our strengths in that one. Yes. Welcome to the sandbox. Uh, today we're doing a draft. Adam, you can take it away whenever you want. This is how I win. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Refer- okay. we're, we're like referencing our top 10 list so much <laughs> during yeah. this episode uh, yeah. uh. um okay so austin you you said this last night we were at uh, we, were, we had a little thing celebrating my dad's birthday last night uh austin and i were together and um it was the scene i was gonna pick too so i'm sorry to, to take this from you i'm glad i got the first pick mm-hmm. um best scene I'm going with Dodd and Freddie yelling at each other in the cell and the physicality from Phoenix when he is just like ramming his head against that one like cell little like uh, bunk and just like, yeah, knocking it over. To, and and Lancaster Dodd, uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman character is just like Freddie, Freddie, like kind of like chastising him. Like uh, that's that is just a great scene and shows like the strengths of both of those guys, the calmness of PSH when he eventually kind of you know chastises him. But then the just like insane physicality of walking Phoenix. Uh, that was my best scene. Yeah, that's my favorite scene in the movie for sure. The post arrest, uh, and uh, the uh, Laura Dern's house, uh, uh, Helen, uh, in Philadelphia. It's just a fantastic scene. So yeah, great pick. The when he smashes the the fucking toilet, <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah. You know, of course, of course, like all the stories, all like everyone says that. You know, P- PTA was like, "Do what you got to do." You know, like uh take it away. And Joaquin was like, hold my beer, you know, and just loses his mind. So yeah, it's a great, it's, it's, it's great. It, to me is this is why I love Joaquin that like no one else does this shit. No one else can, can do it. You know, no one else has the, the physicality, the balls, you know, just the, the insanity to just be like completely out of his mind. So great, great pick. I'm obsessed with this scene. Connor, was that on your radar at all? Yeah, I was picking that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. It's the best part of the movie. It's just so. It's also like funny. The more times you see it, you're just like, God damn! Like yeah. these people are nuts. Yeah, yeah. And, and the the funniest part is like you know when PSH is like, oh, I, I I'm done with you. Like I'm done. You're drunk. This is it. Like I'm done. But then like he goes back to the house and they just like wrestle on the lawn. Oh, like good boy. You know, it's just like these. Two, it's like a toxic relationship. You know. So um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with them too. Um, 
this is hard. I definitely was going to choose that first if I could have, but um, I'll take PSH just because I because I want him. I want him bad. Um, there, it's obvious that there's two people in this movie that we all have, like hold to a higher esteem than everybody else. So I want I want one of them. I want to make sure I get one of them. And the guy I want is PSH. Uh, love him to death. My favorite actor ever. And is uh, coming up on ten years of uh, since he passed in I think February. Crazy. So crazy. Um, yeah, expect a huge, huge episode in February when that does happen. Um, I mean, I love this guy. Love him so much. And he's just a treat. Um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to talk about him more as we go. Uh, Connor, you have two picks in a row. Um, I will pick a scene. Um, it's the scene where we finally we first get to see um, a crack in Lancaster's armor at the party when that one guy just starts asking too many questions. Yes about the cause and he just is getting increasingly flustered and he just ends it with you know the if you already know the answers to your questions and why ask pig fuck <laughs> it's so beautiful <laughs> apparently it was that little bit the pig fuck was improvised uh, yeah fantastic and it's just th- like right there's like oh there's the con man lying son of a bitch who's manipulating all these people uh-huh, uh-huh. and you just you know if you know anything about where this film came from you know you know, you're waiting for that moment. And I, I just love how it unfolds. It's just, it's there. It's a gradual, you can see how uncomfortable he is talking about the origins of his, you know, brilliance. And then it just explodes. And I, I, ah, it's fantastic. Well, and he lays, <sighs> he lays bare his like bullshit essentially. And people still just keep following him blindly. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Like, she, no, I made a note about that. So that the, the actor who plays, he plays a uh, John Moore, um is christopher evan welch he's so good in that scene like like that is like he's going toe to toe with 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 lancaster dodd with with philip seymour hoffman and i think that guy's just like excellent and and it makes that scene so much better that this is like you know this like character actor um absolutely nails it it's really really good scene yeah yeah yeah. this yeah this is this is definitely going to be my second pick so my first scene <laughs> so a great great pick I, I mean there's so many through that like line of dialogue the back and forth there's so many like amazing amazing bits i love when uh i love when john moore <laughs> john moore's like uh you know because he, he's like oh like you want me to do some processing on you he's ah, oh, perhaps another time he's like uh <laughs> you've also said that these methods can uh can cure leukemia according to your book yes some forms of leukemia <laughs> in being able to access past lives we were able to treat illnesses that may have started back thousands even trillions of years ago and john moore goes trillions yeah <laughs> With a T, sir. <laughs> Such a fucking crazy line. Uh, and he laughs. He's like, Earth is not understood to be more than a few billion years old. Oh, well, even the smartest of our current scientists can be fooled, can't they? <laughs> like, yeah, he's just, he's just lost his mind. Like, yeah, even, even Lancaster is just, he just, I love when um, Val, uh, Jesse Plemons, God bless, like, when he says, you know, he's making this up as he goes, right? <laughs> like, uh, it's just, Oh, it's so good. It's such a great, great, great character. Great movie. <laughs> well, he's just so he surrounded himself by blind yes men who just believe wholeheartedly that he's this prophet. So, you know, he can any he, he's under the impression he can say anything and people will be like, oh, wow, really? But this guy's like, no, <laughs> like just hey, completely like, not buying like, it. Yeah. And it's, it's the first time in the movie where somebody's finally pushing back on this shit. Yeah. yeah. 
it's great. <sighs> excellent, excellent pick. Uh, well, you that have poor another guy. One. I mean, that poor guy. He gets the shit kicked out of it. Yeah, he yeah. pays for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just like asking questions. It's like he doesn't even, it's like, yeah, he's just like this very like, I'm, and, he's, and he's like honestly pretty respectful. Like, I mean, he definitely is like, you know, prodding a little bit, but he's not like accusatory or like saying like crazy stuff. It's not, yeah. I mean, he actually like is, re- he's like trying to have a debate, like a, like a, like a learned debate. And he just, he can't even do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. These people don't have, cult members don't have debates. No, no. No. Um, For my second pick, I'm taking Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah. Put Adam in a bind there. Uh, yeah, sure did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the way the cookie was going to crumble. because This is revenge the... for Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. What happened on, what happened on Moonlight? He I took my music that. and put me in a bind. So, yeah. oh, oh uh, 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 cell therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we listened, that was great. We, great hey, we listened moment. to that in the gym today. Nice. Oh, good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a great track. Oh uh, yeah, so Joaquin and Pigfuck, those are the two picks I have for, for Connor so far. Oh man, back to back to me. Um I, I'm gonna go music moment. Um un- unbelievable score. Johnny Greenwood, the the, yep. the fucking man. Uh yep. he's just he's as he's as important to the second, the latter half of GTA's uh filmography as anybody. Um uh, I'm gonna go with able body semen. Uh it's the kind of like the very beginning of the movie when he's fucking like slicing the coconut, doing all the stuff on the, the 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 beach, fucking like the sand girl, jerking off into the ocean. You're just like, God, this guy's weird. <laughs> like, God, what a weirdo, you know? Uh, but but it's it's such a good track. I listen to it all the time. I I love this score to death. Uh, I think there's plenty of plenty of choices, but that's the one that like I love the most. Uh, and it's so creepy, so eerie, and uh, really gets you in the mood. Gets you in the mood for. You're about to watch a pretty serious movie, so uh, and seriously funny at times. So I'll, I'll go with that. Able, able-bodied semen. Okay, um, so two in a row for me. Uh, I'll go with with the score part of the score as well. The score is is, is awesome, uh, as you said, Austin. So I, I don't I, I didn't look up the name. I'm sorry. I I should have done that. But um, it's it's the it's the kind of it's almost like right in the not the middle of the movie. Kind of like you know maybe. It, be you know a third of the way in um when it's it is there's a very long this there's different scenes like there's different shots and different scenes but it's like the score is kind of like a through line through the whole thing and it has that kind of like pounding little beating um like pulse to it almost as freddie's getting deeper and deeper into the cause um yeah. we'll try to look at the actual name of it but it's so good time I mean, hole okay okay yeah and it's just it's just kind of constantly playing constantly playing constantly playing and it's like you just kind of he it's like this like churn essentially um of like music and ideas and all this stuff i think that's like really well done so that I, that's oh, yeah. stuff for me uh for sure it's, it's what's it called again austin time hole yeah okay yeah perfect yeah that's it um yeah, and then yeah. and for, for quotes i'm gonna go um quote and Austin, you just said it actually uh it's val dodd he's making all this up as he goes along you don't see that um because i think <laughs> yeah, I, I, Jesse I think, yeah Plemons is so good and he doesn't have like uh, that many lines but he's like this almost like looming presence for like the first like third you know or half of the movie and you can kind of tell he's like, yeah, like I'm not really buying into this. He's just like, I'm here because it's like I'm supposed to support my family here, but like I'm not like I don't really care about this, you know. Um, and then he finally just like looks at yeah, he looks at Freddie. He's like, 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 dude, are you serious? Like this is like he's making all this stuff. It's like it's it's, it's he just so simply calls it out. I think that's just like a perfect like encapsulation of the movie in general. Have yeah, have you all seen the South Park episode about Scientology? Yeah. No. Oh yeah, classic. Well. It, all right, so in that episode, Stan Marsh is like believed to be the reincarnation of L. Ron Hubbard, who's gonna like 
save the church, bring it into the new era. <laughs> and he writes like some sc- new scripture where like people don't have to pay for this anymore. And the church people are like, wait a minute, you don't really believe this shit, do you? <laughs> like that reminded me so much of that episode. Just the people in charge were like, we know this is bullshit, but it's making us money. So, you know, carry on. Like, yeah, I hate those people. I hate the people who like are aware that they're manipulating people. They know it's horse shit. They just don't care because they're making their dollar. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I love, I love that line. Like it's because it's so crucial, like as an audience member for like Val to be kind of like the guy who's like, this is all just, yeah, just horse shit. Uh, and he just yeah he plays along like you guys were saying I, my favorite bits are when he when people are like oh you look just like him you know like you look just like your dad and it's just kind of like this yeah I fucking know like <laughs> just like <sighs> unfortunately but, yeah but, but I, lo- I love because he's asleep on the chair I love when he also says like I could go to sleep and wake up and not miss a damn thing like it's like <laughs> it's so good and he just and he just goes back to sleep like he just closes his eyes again. And, and, you know, Freddie's like, wake up, you know, like starts freaking out, like does that whole thing. Like you could learn something, you know, uh, and that's when the police come up. Like that stretch of the movie is just fucking amazing. Like at the house in Philly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, great, great pick. Val. Yeah. So did you guys think about when you're watching it this time? It comes out in 2012. Obviously, like Jesse Plemons, what we know him as is, of course, the bullying like Mike, but also Breaking Bad. Uh, like Breaking Bad was just coming to an end when when the master comes out. Rami Malek hadn't really, hadn't really, you know, done much. Uh, and of course we have these other heavy hitters, but look how many Oscar nominated and Oscar winners there are since then. Right. Uh, Jesse Plemons, the power of the dog nominated Rami Malek won for Bohemian Rhapsody. Amy Adams has six nominations now, you know, obviously PSH is a, is a winner. Joaquin is now a winner since then. Like this Laura is just r- riddled with like extreme ta- Laura Dern marriage story. Yeah. Like, crazy talent in this movie that like hadn't quite peaked yet it's pretty crazy well i mean we see that throughout paul thomas anderson's entire career he was he's so damn good at predicting people's success mm-hmm. I mean, just yeah, boogie nights. <laughs> oh yeah i mean yeah boogie nights is just filled with yeah with like just wait just give it a couple more years and then boom you know yeah. uh julian moore being like a great example of that like i just uh, like she's still one of the most like respected people in the game well, so yeah, and like at the time, Mark Wahlberg was still just like the Calvin Klein guy from the Funky Bunch. You know, he'd done a couple <laughs> movies, but nothing really like that. I think Fear was probably the biggest. Feel it, feel it. Yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Mark Wahlberg. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's still Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now he's like a now he's like a fucking pastor. <laughs> yeah, he found Jesus, and now he's like, I can't believe I was in Boogie Nights, the movie that gave yeah. him a career. Yeah, what a what a shame. Yeah. Yeah, what's funny is like my two favorite Mark Wahlberg performances. Well, probably three. I have to. I have to conclude the Departed, our Boogie, and Fear. Like he's so crazy in Fear. Like, yeah. Let me in the fucking house. Yeah, Fear is insane. Yeah, there's not many yeah, people Dignam, who can do what he's doing. Dignam in the Departed is is yeah yeah, is, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe not maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> How's your mother? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, so, that's his job. You must be the other guy. Yeah, Wahlberg. <laughs> Wahlberg. It's so hard for me to think of that and not think of the the Andy Samberg like talks to animals. The Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. Like, see, how do you mother for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, dog, you how you doing? I like your fur. It's real nice. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, yeah. you see the perfect storm. <laughs> do you see that movie? Oh, All right. Yeah, God. <laughs> oh, it's so fuck. good. 
Oh uh, yeah, Marky Mark. What a fascinating. You know, we talk about we talk about Christoph Waltz's career. Jesus, look at Mark Wahlberg's is fucking chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> if you would have told me one day he was going to be Academy Award nominee, Mark Wahlberg, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. I, <laughs> I do not like him. I just I don't. Uh, neither do I. But there are pockets of you know yeah. of great stuff. I'm ready to shoot the scene now. It's my big cock. I say when we shoot. <laughs> Uh, all right so adam you just picked time hole um for score and and the making this up quote from val uh all right so connor still has music and quote so i'm going to take quote in case he's going to take it um it's a, a paragraph you know bear with me um after after the wedding of his daughter uh there's like there to me the proper introduction of of lancaster uh, you know, of course we have that we have that scene where he's like, You're a scoundrel after like that first night of him like getting hammered. Um like Freddie gets hammered, of course, like we don't quite see exactly what happened, but he caused a disturbance and was being aggressive. And the next morning, PSH is like, God, you need to make more of that potion, you know. Uh and that's where we get the, you know, but above all, I am a man. But then later, hey, you know, you need to come get cleaned up. We're gonna go you know, have my, my daughter's getting married. And then after that, I think this is when we're like, okay, this guy's fucking weird. <laughs> like, is when he, he does the, the 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 speech after the wedding, and he says, "Marriage previous to the cause was awful, <laughs> awful." And everybody laughs like, "Oh, he's so funny." <laughs> you know, Lancaster just doing his thing. Uh, there's a cycle like life: birth, excitement, growth, decay, death. Now, now, how about this? Here comes a large dragon. <laughs> And this is where you're like, all right, what, what are we doing? Like, who is this fucking cult leader? Uh, teeth, blood dripping, red eyes. What do I got? A lasso. And I whip it up. I wrap it around its neck and I wrestle, wrestle. And his hair, his hair in that moment is doing like the Chris Farley, like, like it's like flopping around. Like, no, what's going on? I love that you said Chris Farley because that, that's exactly what it reminded me of. It's like, I want to swirl by the tail and rip it around, <laughs> wrap it around and put it in my pocket. Uh, here's you, here's me. <laughs> Well, I'm here to uh, tell you that you're not going to amount to Jack Squad. <laughs> I'm getting my things. I'm moving in. <laughs> uh, wrestle him to the ground. I snap up. I say, sit, dragon. Dragon sits. I say, stay. Dragon stays. Now I got on a leash. Take it for a walk. <laughs> and now that's where we're at. That's where we're at with it now. It stays on command. Next, we're going to teach it to roll over and play dead. And everyone's just like, ah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a bunch of freaks like that drank the Kool Aid. You know, they're just like, "Yep, this is a this is our leader. Like, this is our guy." And the delivery from PSH in that scene is like, uh, it, it gives me chills thinking about it, talking about it. And of course, when I watch it, I'm like, I I love this man <laughs> with all my heart. He's so good in that scene. Um, I can't imagine keeping a straight face like <laughs> when he does the. There's a cycle like life. And then he like kind of goes and goes and he goes, now, now, how about this? Here comes a large dragon. You know, he just breaks into that whole bit. It's, it's always been a quote that I'm like obsessed with. Uh, and I, this is again, a huge shout out to our brother, Jeremy. Jeremy and I always like obsess over that scene and over like that wacky, wacky quote from, from Phil. Can I just say y'all have ruined this movie for me going forward because now i'm only ever going to picture a lancaster dodd motivational speaker who that lives, lives in a yacht down by the river <laughs> <laughs> we got ourselves a writer 
Hey, Dad, I can't see very well. Is that Bill Shakespeare? Is <laughs> Bill Shakespeare over there? You're not going to be using your papers for writing, but for rolling doobies. It's like, well, then. <laughs> Bloody freaking God. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, that's fucking brilliant. Uh, I never saw that. Now I'm only going to see that. You know, it, it's it's that cadence. It's the slow, slow, quick. It's that you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also love the little like thinking out loud, like, "Hey, how about this?" Like he's yeah. he's writing oh, yeah. in the moment. It, it's like that's the ultimate evidence that he's just making this shit up. Making it up, yeah. Like it's in the good. to everyone, he's like, "Hey, what do you think of this?" Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? And yeah. Like, oh, brilliant, brilliant, Lancaster. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 Joaquin, you know, uh, Freddie is like he's looking around, kind of like with a weird smirk, kind of like a creepy like. What like what are we? What is this? Like, and he's drinking his drink, and he's just kind of like, huh? Like, I'm I'm like in a different planet right now. <laughs> I'm on a different planet. Oh, uh, I just think yeah, I think that that scene rules and that quote rules. Uh, Connor, you have two in a row. You have you have to pick quote and music moment uh, on these two rounds. It's not every day that you you know go on a bender and you wake up in the middle of a cult on the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah i i I love freddy's just yeah he he, of course he would be like what the fuck is this guy yeah (laughs) yeah i love him but he's but he's weird yeah i don't know (laughs) um okay quote and music um i'll go with music first um get thee behind me satan oh great pick great pick freddy working at the department store as the photographer clearly miserable and dealing with a lot of internalized shit and uh just be in there existing not living but existing mm. and it's like this is the exact kind of guy lancaster dodd preys on someone who has lost all meaning for life and is looking for something to fill the void even if he may not be aware of it and the song is a perfect just intro to his the next stage of freddie's life uh so i just i love that yeah yeah that's a that's a really good pick i think the the beginning of this movie kind of goes because PSH and him are so good together, I think the, the beginning, like, 15 minutes goes onto the radar. Yeah. I, I find that stretch to be fascinating. I love when he goes up to, the like, the guy, the, like, businessman, and, like, puts the light in his face. <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, this job sucks. My life sucks. Like, I don't care what happens. And the guy's like, I'm sweating. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> I think you need to shut up. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Shoving in his face, goddamn! Uh, and he does that. Joaquin, uh, he's always been so good at that, like wild, like not laugh, but that chuckle. Where like when he throws like the, he's like throwing shit at him, and he's like, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like a dumb, dummy, like <laughs> weird laugh. Uh, I've always been enamored by that with uh, with Joaquin. He's so good at it. Yeah, for sure. We need to we need the first fifteen to understand who our you know protagonist, I guess, is our you know the guy who's. We need to see like why he's so willing to accept a character like Lancaster Dodd into his life. If we just met mm. Freddie on the boat, we don't have that. We need to see him jerking off into the ocean and fucking the sand lady and pushing people as, as a photographer. Like we need to see that. Yeah, and and that whole bit where he like, you know, he's working and he like fucks that guy up because of the drink that he makes, right? And that the older gentleman drinks and is like looks like he's dying. Yeah. Uh and he, he like literally just has to run. I've I I love that scene. That scene's like incredible. There's a bit of like vulnerability when he's like, Yeah, you look like my dad, you know, like when he's talking to the older gentleman. Uh, you know, what's your name? You know, Frank, you know. 
And then he, yeah, the, the scene, the, the shot of him running away is, is such a good shot uh, of those guys chasing him and walking like, <laughs> he's just freaking out. Like he, he's just trying to get out of there. So uh, yeah, I love the beginning stages of the movie. Uh, I think, I think PTA has such a good, a good sense of patience for the beginning of his movies. Like, I think we see it like really well with uh, Boogie Nights. There's like a certain amount of patience before we get to, Oh, we're like, now he's on the couch with roller girl, you know, like there's yeah. like a, there's like the beginning of like, it's Eddie Adams, not Dirk Diggler. And there'll be blood. There's like literally 15 minutes of no dialogue. It's just patient, patient, patient. And you're like, Oh, this is going to be a movie about oil, money and obsession. And I think right here in the master, I think he does a really good job. of like, like he said, kind of like introducing us to Freddie, this guy who has nothing. Uh, and then the rest comes. So that's an excellent pick. I didn't really think about that one. Because uh, that's that's a needle drop, right? That's not you know part of Johnny Greenwood's work. So I, I like that. That's a great pick. Uh, so you have quote left, and you're done. PTA is fantastic at setting the stage, showing us everything yeah. we need to know before we get to the meat and potatoes of what he's given us. Yes. Yeah. Wait, no, you, you said your quote, right? No, I'm about to. Oh, okay, okay. Pig pig fuck was his scene. Yes. Oh, I thought you said the Satan quote. No, no, no. Get, get leave behind me. Satan is his, is his uh, music moment. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, my line is also from the wedding scene. It's when everything has wrapped up, and Lancaster says farewell to everybody, and his farewell mm. is one of the best lines of dialogue I've ever seen in anything ever. We fought against the day, and we won. We won. That is a, despite all his bullshit, that is a fantastic way to approach your day-to-day life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said it today when I left, Connor, when I left work, those two people I was with, uh, that I was working with all day. We worked from 12 to 8.30, all three of us. And when I left, I said that to them, and they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just walked away. <laughs> you uncultured swine is what I would have thought. Yeah. One of them has seen The Master, and she was like, yeah, I think I think you're ready to record. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> uh, uh, but isn't that just, like, that's... I don't like taking advice from cult leaders, but that's good. Okay. And I like I like approaching the day-to-day as like, you're in a battle for yourself and you have to come out of this alive. Like that's, that's, that's awesome. Well, and, and, and that's the thing about cult leaders is like, they're just smart enough that they say some things. You're like, okay, I can see why someone would listen to that. Yeah. Some of the shit has to get through the membrane so that you yes. accept all the wacko shit. That's how, yep. That's how it works. <laughs> no one mm. immediately went to Jonestown. Like I'm ready to drink some poison Kool-Aid. Right. They right, had to, right. you know, you had to get, right. you to get people there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point, right? Yeah, there's a skill. There's a skill. Yeah, yeah. He's People not stupid. He, he's not dumb. Yeah, yeah. He's not a dumb guy. Yeah, he he actually is is smart. He just it's so misguided, and his and his. I mean, I don't know. His like want for power and control is just is is gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's definitely true. Uh, yeah, he's a a dirty, dirty man. Uh, I I I wonder. I wonder like the logistics of. Do like obviously like this is it's obviously like a scam and everything all these people like and you can look at it like like a lot of religions that way like it's just like a means to an end like it's a way to make money i do i do wonder like man the guy's got the guy's got a sick wardrobe like how much money does he really have you know he's got some like psh is dressed really well in this movie (laughs) well i mean i'm sure he was saying you know to all of my followers who believe me to be of some of some importance, please contribute to the cause. And yeah. in that case, you know, people are donating their entire checks to him. That's what they all do. 
they, they all get people to the point where they are literally giving them everything they have. Yeah, man, it's rough, rough stuff. Uh, but yeah, you know, he, he like has that motorcycle, that one scene. I love that scene on the, on the motorcycle when he, uh, Freddie's just like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Uh, I think it's, it's great stuff. Uh, okay. So I have to pick a scene and Adam has a performance left. So, um, <sighs> he all took my top two picks. Uh, the post arrest jail scene and the pig fuck scene with John Moore. But I do think one of the most important moments in the entire movie, Adam and I talked about this last night as well. <clears throat> My gal, Laura Dern comes in, comes in hot mm-hmm. as Helen. Uh, this is after the book two has come out, a split saber, split saber, uh, a gift to the to homo sapien. <laughs> just, just, ugh, just that, that book. I, I love when, uh, uh, the second guy that, that Joaquin like beats the shit out of is just like, if you're asking me, I just put in like a three page pamphlet and hand it out of the subway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 the see what I'm really talking about the, the moment I'm really talking about is when PSH is kind of doing that like one of these you know he's doing one of the like I have a headache I'm stressed out I don't know how much longer I can fucking do this because uh, you know you're gonna have moments like that and like you have to get re-energized which. Freddie Quell clearly does for him. It like re reinvigorates him. Um, but at this moment, after book two comes out, Laura Dern, Helen comes up. She's like, hey, I'm reading the new book. You know, uh, it's, it's good. I like it. And, and <laughs> Lancaster says, wait till you get to the good parts. <laughs> yeah. And, what, a, what a smarmy line. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah like, and he's just kind of like leaning back, you know, he's looking out at these people that are just kind of chatting. They're, they're all there, like buying his bullshit, you know, uh, book two. And, <laughs> and when she says, yeah, actually, she's like, I had a question because I'm on page 13 and you change the, 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 um, you change the wording for, for when you're processing. She said, instead of recall, you're using the word imagine. Like she's doesn't that kind of change the whole, the whole thing. He's yes, uh, imagining, you know, it's broader. You reach more stuff by what with imagining. She's like, Yeah, but isn't recalling like when the whole point was to like go back to your past yeah. and recall things that you went through uh in your past life? And he's like, Yes, but this 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 it's a broader scope or whatever. And she just keeps kind of like, eh. and he goes, What do you want, Helen? <laughs> he finally kind of snaps, like, okay, like I get it, I fucked up, all right. <laughs> like, you know, like the whole thing's a lie. So I'm sorry, you know, you caught on to one of those in my second book. <laughs> you know, like in his head, that's what he's thinking. But he has to calm down. He says, this is the new work. And he kind of like, he kind of like does one of those little pats on, on the book. Like, this yeah. is it. So either like stick with me, keep doing what you're doing or like fuck off, basically. Yep. Uh, it's such a brilliant scene from both of them. Two, two iconic, iconic performers that have worked with so many amazing people. Uh, both both Oscar winners in their own right, right there, face to face. And Laura Dern does not need to bring the heat the way she does. The way she does. So uh just she just does, because that's that's who Laura Dern is. Everything she does is, is gold. So I, I've always loved that bit. Uh I wanted the two scenes y'all chose, but that's a that's an easy third for me to pick. Yeah, yeah. There's so many, there's so many like layers to that, to that little scene. I mean, it, it's what 30 seconds. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, of them, of them kind of like their little exchange and and it is it's like yeah he's so tired of like the 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 lies the ruse you know what i mean it's like it's like you can just see it like just written all over his face like he can't 
really like escape this like oh look at this like world i've built like i have to maintain this somehow like and like he had no reason for writing the word imagine like he like there was no thought put into that but he was trying to spend it in the moment you know what i mean she just calls him out on it because like that's what your followers do they're they're hanging on every word it almost reminds me of like a teacher like obviously i you know i coach and like it work with like kids like they do they remember like everything like you're like oh but you said like we'd like practice this day or like oh yeah i did say that it's like they're so good at that it's like these are almost like almost like little kids like that he's like teaching and it's like they're gonna remember the stuff so, like you have to be on your toes constantly like you cannot have these like lapses and he's having these lapses and he like doesn't like he's like realizing like oh man like this is not sustainable like i can't like just keep doing this um and it's and it's that same it's that slow slow quick explosion right that like kind of like yeah quite quiet loud it's like it's the matt foley and and, and chris Farley, i remember listening to an interview he said he stole that from his dad who would like he'd just be they'd just be sitting at the table and he'd just be like you know, sudden, you know eating his like, <laughs> yes yeah. like i thought i told you boys to show up a walk yeah, just, like, <laughs> scream at him all of a sudden and it really does feel like that it's almost like a matt foley you know chris farley character um which is yeah no it, what's what makes it so good I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant stuff. Uh, yeah, it's funny how much we talk about Chris Farley. You know, I, I think he's like, I think all three of us are, are very much in the the camp that like he was like an artist. Like, oh yeah, and, and I think like a lot of people do like him and I think him and Sandler both had that like boom, like on a dime, just like just change it up, and to see that like utilized in a way different genre, like a movie like The Masters, really, really cool. So. I love that we've like brought up two like SNL legends uh, yeah. throughout 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 this pod because they they both they both I feel like are are like uh, relevant to to the conversation. Obviously, Sandler because of Punch Drunk Love, but Farley because of the way the the cadence, you know. So yeah. that's yeah. great. I'm all I'm all for also, it. Uh, also, I think had Farley had Farley lived, he would PTA would have used him for sure. hundred percent. I think he would have been in some like unbelievable movies. Over time, like after that black sheep, Tommy boy wave. Yeah, he was already I read a biography on him in high school. And apparently, like they were prepping a fatty Arbuckle biopic for him to star in before he passed. Like he was already planning to go into dramatic work. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Damn, man. The potential. Uh, you, can, you can see you can see him in, in, in Boogie Nights for sure. Oh, my God. He died that year. Um, mm. 33 years old. That's yeah. That's like the worst. We gotta do a fucking Chris Farley episode or something. Like, obviously, we have some thoughts. Yeah, we did, we, sure. we did Tommy Boy a long time ago. We need to redo Tommy Boy, man. Let's fucking let's fucking plan that for sometime in the the fall or winter. That'd be so sick. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, man. All right, uh, Adam, finish this this uh, awards draft off with your performance. Well. <laughs> Man, I mean, there's a bunch of directions to go now. I mean, Amy Adams is kind of like the easy choice, but I don't really want to make the easy choice. Uh, Plemons is Love not it. Plemons is not in it enough. Um, I do really like Plemons in this role, um, but he's just yeah, it just doesn't seem like he's quite in enough. We already talked about. Um, I'm going to pull his name up again. Um, oh my goodness, there's so many. Christopher Evan Welch as John Moore. Um, I thought he was he was awesome. Yes, Laura Dern. We've hinted that a couple of different times. Um, I also like I also like his, uh, his daughter. Um, I'm gonna pull up her name. Um, I thought you. Oh yeah, uh, Julian Bell also great in this. Yeah, yeah, that's like a couple, great scene. Couple little scenes, yeah. Uh, Amber Childress, uh, Childers is the is his daughter's name. I thought she was really good. Um, oh, man, Rami Malek is great. Like this. Is oh the, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is dummy. A Rami, a Rami Stupid dummy. <laughs> yeah, that scene is awesome. Also, there's a scene that we have not even like mentioned yet. Um, that I had is actually my second for that for that thing. Had I not gotten the one, the first interrogation scene between Freddie and 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 Lance. Oh yeah, oh, oh it's awesome. incredible. 
Incredible. I mean, the, the, yeah, the close-ups, the, it's it's just it's just awesome. So, um, okay, man. After saying all that, I will go with Amy Adams because I, I want to give her give her a shout out. Like, I think it's a, like a somewhat thankless like role. I mean, it, it, you know, it's like not it's not like you know she doesn't have like a ton to do. There's a couple cool like like you said that that is that assertion of power scene in, in the bathroom with her and, and Lancaster um, is really good. But um, I, I this is I have up and down like feelings about Amy Adams, and there's times where I'm like, man, I, she's kind of overrated. You know, like I don't really get that. Like, oh man. man. Six nominees, and then I have times where I'm like, "Oh wow, she's she's so good! Like she is just so good." So um, I'll I'll give it to Amy Adams as as the kind of the third you know lead of the movie. Um, makes sense for her to be the third pick for me. Yeah, I I, I love I love her. Uh, I love love Amy. So yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, so the the scene you like, I'm glad you you pointed that out. So I was talking to Connor before we um before we started recording. Uh, I watched Back Beyond, which is on youtube it's oh, yeah, like 20 we minute. we were talking about this last night yeah yeah I t- I, yeah i told you last night so it's like a 20 minute um compilation of deleted scenes and it's unbelievable i mean like just even like the stuff that didn't make the cut is just like so fucking good but at the end um and you got to think it's kind of you got to think it's kind of like an ode to to psh because you know he dies two years after this movie comes out um and there's this brilliant outtake between after that scene they're drink- it's like it's the scene that you're talking about when like you know, processing, you know, this is like the first thing. And he's like, say your name, you know, Freddie Quell. Say it again, Freddie Quell. One more time. One more time, just so we know who you are, Freddie Quell. That whole that whole scene when it ends, and they're drinking what looks like poisonous lemonade. It's like, ugh, like it's like lime, like bright green, and it like looks crazy. And, you know, they're drinking or whatever. And then Joaquin is giving him a cigarette. He's giving him a, a cool cigarette, uh, menthol. And uh, the outtake is them two like doing that bit and so Joaquin's like sitting down he's already smoking his and then you know PSH is like you know passing mine or whatever and, and he like when he ever he gives him the cigarette he like lights it and he goes ah minty flavor <laughs> <laughs> and PSH like can't get it together he keeps laughing <laughs> and then he find, like he does like three times where he like messes up and he's just like fuck you because <laughs> Joaquin's like dude I'm not doing anything <laughs> I'm just I'm just smoking I'm just playing the part <laughs> uh but like even like joaquin and psh these guys that we admire we like admire their craft and their art and like their ability to to just wow us like they're dudes they're dudes you know they're people they're just like guys that also have you know families or whatever you know they they like to go eat fast food just like we do they they like normal shit like we do um psh goes to went to nick's games all the time you know what i mean like they just like shit that we like, you know, they're just people, they're just dudes. And to see them kind of like break down during this movie that like I hold on such a high pedestal to see that moment, like just makes me like so happy. My heart's so happy. So now that scene has even more like weight to me because every time I watch it and I hear him actually do the bit minty flavor, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm just going to start laughing because I'm going to think about that outtake. So uh, if you have time, back beyond uh, on YouTube, definitely check that out. Uh, it's, it's pretty pretty short, super entertaining. Um, this this has been this has been very rewarding. Uh, talking about this movie, you guys picked some amazing stuff. We're all over the board here, uh, so that that was, that was that was really fun. Is there any anything you feel like we got, we we've missed? Yeah, y- y'all like the the final scene where he's like, "You will be my sworn enemy," you know, in the next life if I meet you again. Like, is there any other like bits like that that y'all love? Uh, I do love that that bit that you just mentioned. I yeah, think. it's so good. The that's final some, showdown. Yeah, that's some ghoulish cool shit to say to somebody. Yeah. Shit. 
I just have a couple little notes. I mean, you're yeah, but hmm? did you have anything else, Connor? Uh, I was just gonna say I was. I'm. I'm gonna try to drop drop that quote on somebody at work tomorrow. But continue. <laughs> no, I just had a couple. I just had a couple of notes. I mean, I mean, the there's. I mean, number one, I put. I just. I would never in a million years hang out with Freddie. Like he just drives me crazy. Like, like <laughs> he's the type of guy that's just like just the way he moves around. I'm like, ah, this guy. He's like the type, type of guy that would just kind of grab your arm and be like, ah, Indian rug burn. You know, like that type of guy. <laughs> You're just like, dude, get off of me. Like, I like, I, I don't know. He just, he drives me absolutely crazy, but that's why I watch him so good. You know what I mean? He's like that. He's that perfect kind of like, you know, post-war, like Travis Bickle, like upset with like, he is, I mean, he's just fantastic. The, uh, the looks he gives people, the way he like kind of wrestles people around when he's trying to resist the arrest, like just the way he's like squirming. I'm like, God, this guy, just, er, the way he moves is just so annoying. But, uh, but that's, that's, that's the character. I mean, that's why he, that's why he's as good as he is, but um little little uh um uh i don't know just like a i don't know i guess a trivia the uh girl that is like his like sales girl like friend early in the movie uh is also in two other movies that we've done in this thing well one that we have done and one that we are about to do can you name the other two movies oh who are we talking we're talking about amy ferguson is that what we're talking about is that her name uh the girl that he like is yes, trying to amy hook up with? yes martha the sales girl yes amy ferguson she is. Also she is. In. She's an inherent vice. Yep. And what? And, and then obviously one we're about to do. She's. She's in Social Network. She is. She is. When? I believe if I'm if I have this. Yeah, she's. I think at the end of the movie, she's the girl at that party that has the the coke like that uh, Sean Parker gets caught with. Oh, you're right. She is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. Whoa. Weird. Yeah, and then and she's then I, like, so she's been in like three all timers and nothing else, or is she? Yeah, like, no, yeah she's, she's done very little. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's really kind of crazy. Um, she this like little like run, I guess. But um, huh. the, the production design is, is something I think we need to shout out. I mean, it's just it's unreal. yeah, un, uh, unreal. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely was gonna say just the way it looks. I mean, the, yeah. the cinema, like, the, the, I mean, you could have a whole episode on just just the cameras, just the camera that the the PTA. This is why the movie costs so much. It's because yeah. of the equipment. Um, and he, yeah, he just does that. He just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I, I rather look really good for the next hundred years than make like a profit yep. off of yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's yep. like, a lot of people are like, oh, pretentious asshole. Like you listen to him talk, and you're like, I, I get it. Like I get. He just loves movies so much. He wants to like put his stamp on it. The he wants quality. to like, yeah. yeah. He wants to do right by it. He wants to. He doesn't want to. You know, he doesn't want to cheat the game. Like I, I love that about him. And I. Again, that's the thing that him and Tarantino both have just always had. Like, I'm not going to cheat, cheat the game. And I believe that both of them will stop when it's time to stop. They're not going to like do this thing that some of these directors do where they just keep going into their like 70s and 80s and they don't have anything in the tank. You know, they're just like, eh, it's my job. So, like, I'll just do that. They don't yeah. find any other way to have income. They're just like, whatever, you know, paycheck gigs. I, I can't stand that. So, I love that they're like guys like that exist. That, that will never cheat the game and pta is at the top of that list i respect the hell out of artists on any level who strive to make something good as opposed to trying to make something successful it's it's hard to you know especially when you're a struggling artist to like adhere to that to really you know stay true to your uh to your morals but when people do it instant respect yeah no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, yeah. And my, my last little note, my last little note about about the movie in general was the scene. One of you guys have mentioned already this the the motorcycle scene out out uh, you know, like mm. the river. Even that little bit, it's like obviously at that point, like he's you know we've kind of there's been a, the start of the descent, you know, 
into like this just being, you know, found out as a like complete bullshit. Um, but even that he can't just like, he can't just like be like, Hey, I'm going to go out and like ride this motorcycle with like my friend, Freddie and my daughter and her husband. Like everything has to be so grand. He's like, we're going to play a game. You pick a spot, you know, where it's like, you can't just say like, Hey, let's go riding, you know, like, and, like everything has to be so just like over the top and like, you, you know, Oh, pick this spot and ride as fast as you can towards it. And then even, even obviously when he realizes Freddie's just like driving away, he's like, he's, he's going, going very fast. He's going very fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that scene a lot. And it does. Yeah. There's some shots in that scene that are really beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. The the scene, um, uh, when Amy Adams is like, what color are my eyes? And like it, the, her, the color of her eyes actually changes. It's like, whoa dude this is some like yeah. this is some wicked film filmmaking like he he's just I, I just think there'll be blood in this like he's just on like this crazy crazy like ambitious level that that very few like creators can get to and uh like i'm, I'm so grateful for the, like that i don't think he quite has that anymore maybe he does but i feel like he's clearly like and i think phantom thread like approaches that at times and licorice pizza was obviously like a step back of like Let's have some fucking fun, you know. Uh, I would love to see like what his next phase is because I think he's fifty-two, so like early fifties. Like he still has, you know, some, obviously some years to like do stuff. I'm very curious to see if he like tries to kind of like top himself with the the like artistry of of There Will Be Blood or 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 the Master. I'm very curious, but uh, yeah, man, I, I love love this movie to death. Um, could could go on forever, but uh. If you guys don't have anything else to say, uh, we can take a quick break. All right. We're back with our next segment. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? All right. I've got two. Two negative reviews of uh, The Master. Uh, a lot of the negative reviews on Letterboxd are long as fuck. And I was like, I don't feel like just, you know, doing that whole thing. So I've tried to find some ones that were kind of funny to me. This one especially uh, is, is hilarious. Uh, it has a 4.0, so yeah, it's pretty favorable. A lot of these movies that are coming at the tail end of this, uh, you know, uh, Moonlight, Her, Django, Get Out, these are all like 4.0 and higher movies. Same with Social Network and um, and uh, Whiplash. These are these are all pretty, you know, people love this stuff. But there are those haters, and uh, Chloe is a hater. Uh, Two-star review for The Master. This was written three years ago. She says, Someone definitely went up to Paul Thomas Anderson and said, and said they weren't going to watch his best movie, Magnolia, because Tom Cruise, the Scientologist, was the star of it. So PTA went completely psycho and made this movie. Pretty <laughs> 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 funny. Yeah, yeah pretty I good. believe that. Chloe, I, I believe that that happened. Yeah, Chloe, you're not wrong. I don't think. I don't think so. Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, no problem with that one from Chloe. Uh, I, I like. I, yeah, I, I just thought I thought it was like the funniest uh, negative review. Uh, like low rating review of, of, of all of them on letterbox. So shout out to Chloe. Somehow that review only has one like, so let's bump them up. <laughs> uh, next one. This is cool. Cause this is actually from November, 2012. This review, this is an old school letterbox review. One star uh, from Andrew Jones, mediocre acting and an impen- impenetrable film. The master may be raved, but raved about by critics, but it lacks any element of why we go to the cinema. In the first place, we have entertainment, interesting story, and iconic characters. This has none. All right. Well, all right. First of all, Andrew, pret- have you ever heard of rewatching something? <laughs> Pretentious dicks go to the cinema. <laughs> we go to the movies. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, there's an element of that critique that has some merit, though. Like, I, I like, I can. It, it's not the most accessible movie. It, like, it, it, it's. I really like no. it. But no, it's it's not it's not I can see why like if I if I were you know so obviously like the you know, I, I reference the kids I coach a lot it's like partly because I'm I'm close to them and they and they you know they know I have like these hobbies and I you know do these podcasts sometimes and so sometimes they'll ask me like oh like what's a movie you've done and like if I were to say the master like this is pretty inaccessible to like I mean 99% of like a 17 18 year old or even or even 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 older I mean you know it's a movie that like there's a there's a large swath of the population that's just not going to really like grasp it or even it's not even like the, oh because they're dumb or whatever it's like it's just not like a lot of other movies i mean so so that's part of the reason i like it but it's part of the reason why i think it's going to have a like a ceiling on like what you know the respect level it's going to have for like the masses you know it's trying to do something different than like indiana jones is you know obviously it's like that's a very different thing but i could i think that's a very fair like criticism of it i i i, I am yeah, i'm okay with this too um I, yeah, I, I'm with Connor where it's kind of like why we go to the cinema, the yeah, theater. That's, that's, yeah, what a yeah. dumb. There line. are ways yeah. you can describe yeah. this movie in like the way you're talking, you know, the the problems you're referring to without sounding like a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just and, like a dumb line. Yeah. I was I was saving this because of this review. I was saving this this like conversation to kind of this will kind of close us out. We can get out of here. Uh, the first time I saw this movie, I didn't like it. I I, I didn't get it. I didn't. I was I was 17. So Adam, you're referencing. We, we saw, we saw the, yeah, yeah, with with Matt and Trevor Kranz, yeah, and yeah. not one of us was like, man, that was that was a fucking classic, you know, like oh, like can't yeah. wait to see that again, you know. We were all kind of like, huh, <laughs> like what just happened, you know, like what exactly? Because we weren't like PTA heads the way we are now, you know, like we weren't super familiar with like what he's trying to do, um, and so all of us, I remember Trevor was like, that was bad. Like I was more just like, I don't really get it, so like I, I don't understand. But, you know, with time, you know, 11 years of watching movies and you give something another chance, which is what I would encourage Andrew Jones to do, things can change. Uh, things can get worse or better. Like reevaluating something years later is huge. And like now, obviously, I'm obsessed with this movie. I just didn't quite. It kind of went over my head. Also, I think the timing of it, um, I was like. uh going to going to Romania pretty soon to like do mission work. So like this didn't really like vibe with me, <laughs> you know, uh, at yeah. the time, like, uh, so like I'm a much different person now. And, uh, you know, at the heart, I, you know, I still, still feel the same as, as some of my traits that, that I had then, but like, just like the way I consume art, the way I appreciate it, what I like, what I don't like is completely different. A decade later, you're a lot different person at 17 and 28. You know what I mean? So I just encourage people to always rewatch stuff and always reevaluate it. it. It's been huge for me with some movies um, and, and shows and whatever and music. So I, th- I think uh, giving stuff another go is, is very important. Yeah. I, I mean, we, you know, we've talked about the, the, the strength of the second watch many times and how that's kind of, you know, completely changed my opinion on stuff. I mean, I saw the master when I was 25, so I was already, pretty well-rounded as a person like I'm I haven't changed that much since 25 I I know who I am so that you know I was on board with this pretty quickly but there are certain Mm -hmm. movies that like I've you know I watched when I was a kid that I watched now and I'm like what was I thinking or you know in in either a good way or a bad way yeah I think that's that's crucial to to understand who you are now yeah it can go back and forth of course right you know uh yeah I mean like I loved Avatar when I saw in theaters and I was 14 I was 14 
Now I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. You know, <laughs> that's putting it, putting it lightly. Like, you know, it just, that's going to happen and good. You should kind of change the way you like appreciate certain stuff and hopefully for the better. Uh, I don't know. So I've always felt, but yeah, you know, I'll never forget. Saw that in college station with you, Adam and uh, Matt and, and Trevor. Uh, Matt could be in the Dodd family. Uh, I don't know if you were yeah. ever thought about that with, with his kind of like strawberry blonde hair. Uh, yeah. Mustache. Yeah. This he could is, be like the other brother. Because of the looks, not because of. Okay. See, I don't oh, know yeah, who Matt no. is, so I immediately thought like, "Oh, so he's crazy." No, 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 no. no. <laughs> crazy that, that cool. Will, <laughs> that will be on this podcast at some point. Yeah, to me, the master is like a perfect movie for him to be on. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a, a fellow PTA uh, fan. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, we can always always try to bring him on. That'd be a blast. He's a he's a big Lord of the Rings guy, and you know, I I've been wanting to do some Lord of the Rings, you know, here at the end of the year. Because uh, Return of the King is hitting its 20-year anniversary. Fucking crazy. Uh, I really I want to do like some huge Lord of the Rings thing. So maybe we can get him on for that. Um, anything else you guys want to say or should we get the fuck out of here? Let's get out of here. Yeah, Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like what we do, feel free to follow us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, go to Letterboxd. Search Connor95. You can find pretty much the entire team and his followers and following. Uh, check out Filmgasm.com for trailers, articles, reviews all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you'd like to become a monthly donor to film guys and productions, feel free to click on the link in the episode description from there. Click on support this podcast. Any amount of donations goes right back in the show. Uh, we appreciate anything you can do. Uh, thanks to the entire film guys and team for their contributions to the show. Special shout out to Cooley Cal for our theme music. Uh, and most of all, thank you guys for listening. Keep watching movies and we will see you very soon. <laughs> Thank you.